It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yeah, it's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> it stings the nostrils. In a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That does make sense. I gotta tell you, I'm a. I can't believe it. It's been two weeks? Is your phone on again? No, it's on. Okay, just making sure. Oh boy! Guess who's back in the lab? Hit me with some air guitar. Oh, this is my favorite. Lick the strings. <laughs> yeah. You know, Get that's, it. A, that's a standard for every party. Oh, bro. It's a party favorite. Yeah. Fun fact about this song. Where am I here? Fun fact about this song. When both my kids were born, you got to let it ride? Let's oh, go. Oh, fun fact about this song. Both my kids, were, when they were being born, this song came out. Coincidentally, on two different occasions, two years apart. Wait, was it on the radio or was it like... On, like, the hospital thing? Yeah, when the doctor was cutting the mom open. Well, you play, you took music. No, I'm telling you, coincidentally, Sweet Child of Mine was being born and was being played at the same time that the operation was happening. What fucking hospital is this? South Miami. Oh. Big shout out to South Miami Hospital. Was it the oh. same doctor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why. Um, that, that's his go-to group, maybe. He's maybe. like, yo, you got to play this song. <laughs> Bro, GNR, <laughs> man. You can't, was, you can't go wrong with that. That's why my kids are where they are, too. Wait, why is that the entrance of the podcast? Like, why is that the... Well, no, we always do different, different songs. Song? Yeah. Oh, lit. Yeah. I got yeah. Switch Hot of Mine. Yeah. yeah. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah bro. You got it. There you go, buddy. Major, major classic. Absolutely, dude. Well... Well, we always open with one, and then we'll close with one. But we got one for you when you close. Oh, oh no. excited. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Ooh. Now I'm not going to be trying to guess it the whole time. Mm, yeah. You're not going to guess it. Uh, <laughs> welcome know. back, everyone. What's to up, another episode of the Hangout Hour. This is your boy D. What's up, everybody? I'm Ox. And we got a really, really cool surprise today. Oh my God. I don't want to say it yet. I got a little bit of caquita in my pants. I'm not going to lie. Do you? Yeah. So full of shit. Literally <laughs> no, full of shit. shit. No, literally full of <laughs> shit, right? Literally full of shit. But um, let's, let's, let's cover the topics before we get into this good yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's take care of the, the big stuff. Um, Miami Dolphins suck. What's new, though? They always suck. They're fucking terrible. Horrible. The Heat are keep on winning. Yeah, but hold on. The Dolphin game, I don't know if you followed it. Like, there was a fucked up call at the end of the game. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear it. The it, Dolphins suck. They, 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 we're going to get... We're going to be good. And next year. Next year. Next year. That's, <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we keep on saying. Every I, I, year is the yeah, same thing. <laughs> you know why, though? Because after watching the game for a few hours, you get a little drunk, you get a little tipsy, and you have hope. Exactly. You yeah. have hope. You're like... Hope. They're going to do the right thing. They're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. sign players. Well, They're going to trade. They're going to I like the coach and I like that we have like fucking 100 picks. Yeah, you could have 1000 picks. Yeah, it's going to be the Miami Dolphins. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the Heat kicked and ass you, yesterday. You want to yeah. know why? Why? They suck. Cuz they're not really the Miami Dolphins. They're the Fort Lauderdale Dolphins. <sighs> Here we go. If they got their identity right, maybe the whole organization would be like, okay, we got to step it up. They're not lying to the public anymore. They fucked us once they sold the Orange Bowl. 
and once they move to Fort Lauderdale, well, Miami Gardens. Yeah. I'm sorry, they're not Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, it's Miami Fort Gardens. Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. You gotta get your geography right, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's Fort Lauderdale. It's Miami Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked ass yesterday. Yep. You were at the game. Big win, bro. It was awesome. I was able to go with my pops. I had two tickets, so I was able to take my pops. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I have a question. Go. Is Jimmy Butler tall in real life? Um, Well, from where I was sitting, he looked as tall as you were. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense? (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we today have the one... The only. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, we have Kai. In the. There you go. We have Kai. Kai. Yo, man. We've been looking forward to this. Absolutely, bro. Super stoked. Funny story about Kai. So about. And please interject. We're, we're, ju- we're jumping right into it? Yeah, bro. Uh, can I introduce myself? Yeah, go ahead. Know? You want to? Yeah, let me do a little intro. My name's Kai. I'm an artist. I've done a lot of illegal works around the world. I've done a lot of illegal works around the world. And you might know my work, but you don't know who I am. That's a... That, that would... I'm All right, guys. Well, it's a good podcast. So I'll talk to you later. I have an erection right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kai... <clears throat> He is an artist from Los Angeles, correct? Yeah, I'm from Los Angeles. Born and raised? Uh, born and raised. Yeah? Yeah. So I meet him four years ago during Art Basel. Uh, right before, I think, like Thanksgiving time. Okay. And so I'm walking. I parked in Wynwood, and my buddy's a policeman, and I was going to go say what's up to him. I went to high school with him. So when I get there, I see this young man. Sitting on the corner, getting ripped. Young is an understatement. I think I was 19, 18, maybe 20. I don't remember. But you were getting ripped by these fucking cops. Ripped. Yeah. Ripped. And I fucking know the cop. Did you you had your cape on and you flew in and you saved the day? Well, no, because, listen, bro, the guy was, he's a cool dude. And I go, hey, man, like, what's going on with this guy? He's like, oh, no, he's fucking, what were you doing? I was uh, I was doing a little stencil on the side of a building in Wynwood. So I'm like, yo, cut, you know, this guy's a, he's a cool dude, you know. Yeah, I time. think you were up and coming, right? I was up and coming, yeah. I, I I didn't know I was up and coming, but I was trying to be up and coming. Correct. Well, definitely, I I knew your work already. You yeah, know, that's what shocked me. Yeah. So, do you still think you're up and coming, or yeah, you've made it? No, I'm still up and coming. Yeah. So, I fucking I talked to the policeman, who's again cool dude. And super cool dude once he calmed down. Absolutely. Super cool dude once he calmed down. In the beginning, I was scared. I was, I've never been so afraid in my life, especially because it was the night before Thanksgiving, especially. And I know how things like that go. Like if you get booked right before Thanksgiving, yeah, you're in there for the whole weekend. Yeah. Four days, five days for five sure. Five days for sure. I did not want to be in there for five days. And I didn't know at the time, but Miami, there's a little bit of a art mafia in Miami. Is there? Yeah, the Goldman. I feel like they're a little bit of an art mafia. They own all of Wynwood, I feel like. Okay. okay. I feel like they, there's nothing they don't own in Wynwood. I didn't realize they were so strict because they're really strict. Like they have like um, a database where they keep track of like a large number. Like the walls? The walls, but they also keep track of artists all around the world. Really? 
Yeah, to to see if they were going to be allowed or be invited to their walls. So how does that work when even now? Do you? I, I don't know yet. I'm just still trying to get like. Like you want a piece. If I want, you just, have to get permission to get that piece. Oh yeah, if I want to do a, something in Winwood, I got to get permission from the Goldmans. So, but you had a huge piece off of like Northwest Second Avenue and 36th Street. There was like a there was a French bakery or something. Oh yeah, that and, was that's not and that was if on yeah. the wall. Yeah. That's not Goldman. That's not Goldman? No, that was the owner of the bakery, was a huge fan, and actually flew me out, paid me, and asked me to do that. That's wild, bro. That's I had to do it twice, too. I got tagged. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. But before anything, uh, special thank you. Uh, absolutely great time this last Saturday at your at your event thank you, at man. the Markowitz Fine really, Arts really Gallery, good. bro. And thank you, man. Thank you for coming up. It was talking to the cop. Yeah, no, dude. Me out. Come on. I was, I really thought I was going to spend the night <laughs> or the weekend. For real. I really did. Uh, bro, good people, man. And, and the fact that at the time you knew who I was and you were able to communicate that and express that to your friend and everything, it really changed my mentality because at the time I thought I was nobody. I thought I was just like a hood rat. Really? Not a hood rat, but... <laughs> no, no, I hear you. <laughs> no, but bro. Like someone who, who... I just felt like no one knew who I was, and I was just doing it. And I was just doing it. Like, I felt like no one knew who I was. Well, after Saturday, you yeah. know, because I, 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 I've flown out to L.A. and whatnot and tried to... We, we've been playing phone tag. Uh, I was... I'm so... We're so proud of you, man, with you. the work you're doing. You. We have some questions on some of the stuff, okay. which we're, we're excited to hear your answer. Yeah. <clears throat> where you were coming from. But um let's talk about Saturday for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Saturday was I I've been I've been to a couple like kind of like events like that, but I've never been to something like what you put on and it was I got to tell you it was mind-boggling and like the way you put it together so does that what does it take to put on an event like that? And it wasn't your only event going on at the same time, right? You had Yeah, I so I had five events this weekend. So that, that was that was crazy. I really wanted to step it up for Art Basel this year because last year I tried to do something like this and I, and I tore my ACL two months before. So I went into surgery. I went into a second surgery. I was popping Percocets the whole time. Like trying to like, I was just popping Percocets to try and stand up and like mm-hmm. facilitate and work and try and get things done. Don't take Percocets. They're super <laughs> addictive. No, for real. They are super addictive to Absolutely. a lot of people. Yeah, man. But um, I was just trying to get through the get through the season yeah um and we put on a good show last year i feel like we, did, we really we really put on a good show my team really stepped up they supported me they carried me through but at the same time i didn't get to do last year what i really wanted to i really wanted to like have a big bang so this year i really went for it yeah and mission accomplished yeah, mission, mission accomplished, accomplished. Um, mission accomplished. So like back to your question what does it take to do something like that well we've been planning our basil for Four months, five months, um, and things are constantly changing when you plan for Art Basel, because when you start planning, everyone says yes, like, oh yeah, of course, we're, yeah, you want to do this, yeah, 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 everyone, yeah, 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 and as the dates get closer, people start realizing it's the best time of year in Miami to make money. It's the best time of year to get a crowd. It's the best time of year to really make a stamp for the next year and say, this is where we left off. We're going to do better next year. So people get scared. 
and they start to pull out and start to pull back. So the hardest thing is while you're planning for Art Basel to juggle and to be flexible with whatever comes your way and kind of stay true to what you wanted to do. So this year we planned on doing five events and then at one point we were only doing one event and then we got back to five events. So it was a lot of like... So on top of everything, super stressed out. Stressed out, but also being ready for anything. Anything like, possible. Yeah, anything possible. What was the uh, feeling you had when you saw the the outpour of your fan base here in Miami? Complete and utter shock. Really? Like, we were anticipating like a crowd, like a, you know, like a decent crowd. I don't know what decent sound like to the people listening, but maybe like 100 150 people. It turns out we had over like. I I think that when we when we arrived at the event, there was there was like 500 people. There was 100 120 people outside just waiting to get in. The line was wrapped around the building, my friend. And and let me tell you what a stand up guy this is. This guy is. So he's bothering me the whole time when we walk in. I'm like, oh, I gotta find Kai. I gotta find Kai. I gotta find Kai. Like leave him alone. He's working. And you're wearing that. That helmet. Ex- explain to me that helmet that you wear. Okay, so I wear a helmet for two reasons. I wear a helmet of my character's face, and the reason I wear my my um, my character's helmet is because is because the reason I wear my character's helmet is because one, I've done a lot of illegal things in the past, and I don't want to be tied to them, so we don't show my face in anything I do, and two. It's to kind of give hope to anybody, any kid, adult, anyone in the world, that it doesn't matter how old I am, what I look like, where I come from, what ethnicity I yeah, am, religion, matter. doesn't matter. You can do this too. So if you don't put a face to something, you don't lose hope. You, you, can, you feel like that could be you. Well, the minute you see, like, when you see Brad Pitt, you're like, fuck, I can't be Brad Pitt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like a kid Even, watching Michael Jordan, yeah, right? Like, like you, bro, fuck, I can never he's be. Six, yeah. He's 6'8", he's yeah. muscular, he does this and that. Like when there's no face to it, for some reason people give it, give have hope. They're like, "Oh my god, I could do that." I mean, I have hope, but even with your mask on, um, I can't draw a straight line, so I can't be a fucking artist. <laughs> but yeah, you could. Like, I'm gonna tell you something. Like, Bro, for years, I can't draw a straight. Well, line. you could put you could put a banana on a wall with tape, yeah, right? You could. Hundred twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> fuck. But for years, I couldn't draw either. Like, I was just, I just really wanted it, and I know that sounds crazy. You mean you you couldn't draw? I couldn't draw. I couldn't draw for the first three years of my career. Easy. Now that you bring that's, that up, that's that's pretty funny because I think everybody has this mis- misconception about artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, this guy must have been – like my daughter right now, I think I sent you a picture of yeah. oh my daughter. I'm like, oh, my God, she's, she's amazing, right? So how did you get into this whole art world? Like t- talk to me about Kai – High school Kai. Yeah. You know. So first of all, what were you listening to? Well, music wise? Yeah, what's on the iPod? iPod. Like Craig David, Usher. Oh, Usher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I like a little I'm a R and B person, like especially in high school. Super R and B, like super You like Keith Sweat? I don't even know who that is. Oh I'm gonna play the song for you later. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> he's looking it up. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I like I like I like like mainstream R and B. Genuine, like, you know. And in high school, were you, like, in, into sports? So, in L.A., were you surfing, skating? Yeah. So I was captain of the soccer team as a freshman. Um, What's What high school? I went to, like, a private school. Okay. Captain of the, the soccer team. I was on the basketball team. 
Um, I played, I was on track and field, super, like, I think I'm super athletic. I ran 100 meters in under 10 seconds in high school. No shit. State, I set a state record. Okay. Um, you know, like, I was into, like, sports. I was into... Last thought in, last thought in, in, in the world that you were going to... Uh, kind of. I was always, like, the guy who knew, like, how to pick colors. And I knew how to, like, if we had, like, a science project and it was, like, build out a without a stand or whatever mine always had like flawless design. so were you like a part of production or anything in, in like high school plays we, we didn't have plays i had a we, pretty small school we didn't even have an art, art program but wow. um but i was always like but your old man was into art my dad was a designer clothing yeah. designer um and my mom was a photographer and we didn't have tv or cable or internet really yeah i was like that kid um, we were we were moving around a lot. Money, especially in high school, was a big issue. My dad lost a lot of money in the in the crash of 08, 09. Mm-hmm. So we moved around a lot. There was no extra money for internet, cable, all of that stuff. But you got to appreciate that you didn't have that stuff oh, too, I, right? I loved it. I Because of that, I would go every day after school to the park and play soccer with grown adults. Like, Yeah, because I grew up in my time when I was growing up. I grew up with no cell phones. I mean, cell phones yeah. came off after. There was no internet. There was nothing. So there was nothing. we had two choices: either sports? go outside or go outside. It was go play sports or go to the library. Yeah, which I didn't. Yeah, we, I, I went outside. <laughs> in, a, in LA, is it different from Miami? Because like me growing up in Miami, playing in I got the streets, a, I got a little bit of key sweat. Your, your parents would. You knew you had to come back like when the lights. Oh, oh, oh. you don't know about this? No. What the fuck? This is fire, though. Hell yeah. You guys know? You guys know it? <laughs> Sorry. It's good shit right good there. Shit. It's baby it making up. music. Yeah, that's what they call it. I wasn't making babies in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to it, growing up in L.A., um, how, how many times have you come to Miami? I've been to Miami. I think I'm, not, I'm countless now. I don't even know anymore. But as an adult, you never came as a kid. I never came. My first time in Miami was... 18 or okay. 17. So, like, in L.A., I don't know how it is, but in Miami, your lights, sun would come down, and there was, like, a whistle, like, or something. Oh, yeah, you got to be home. You better be home, or you're going to oh, yeah, get your yeah, ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. Right? Same thing in L.A. Yeah. Especially, I would go every day after school. I'd go play at the park with adults. Like, they, there was, like, a pickup soccer game at Pan Pacific, if anyone knows what Pan Pacific Park is. And the, and the field was played on so much that we don't even have rain in L.A., it was dust. Like, there was no grass. It was just dust. And when the lights, when the sun was out, down, and if I was still at the park and I got home after dark, I'd get my ass whipped. Yeah. No matter what. Especially because I was playing with adults, especially because I was really young. I was like... That was the rule of my house. You can be out all day. No questions. You didn't have to check in. But as soon as that street light came on, you, oh, you, you better, better be a be Yeah. You better. Because if not... You're fucked. Captain ass whooping and, is gonna come yep. out. And sometimes, cinto. sometimes I'd play and I get hurt or I get like sore and I walking home would take me longer. And I like I kind of had a system. <laughs> and if I got home a little late, ooh, there'd be no dinner. You're done. No dinner. Sorry, you're not eating tonight. Do you appreciate that though? Now oh, looking back, of course it made me. It builds. I, it builds your character, your your mentality, your hunger for it. I was 13 year old juking out 25 year olds on the soccer field. Scoring goals on goals on goals on goals on 
they used to call me like they used to have a bunch of nicknames for me like pikachu was one of them because i was like and i'd score a goal <laughs> lightning yeah so that's awesome so i then i took that to high school so what when when you when you when you got home if you did something bad or whatever um because i read up your, your mom's mexican, mexican right yeah. and your dad's french yeah so which language would you get it oh both but mostly Mexican because my dad would get home after me. <laughs> and then I get it from him the next morning oh. on the way. So to you school. got it both. I got it both. No matter what. And do you speak, you speak English, I speak, I Spanish? Speak English, French, fluently, like perfect. Like if I go to Paris right now, no one knows that I'm American. Spanish. Well, you went to school in France. Yeah, I went to school in France. So I got really brushed up on it. Spanish, I'm pretty good at. I'd say like I can get around. I speak a little Hebrew because I'm Jewish. Hey! Wow! Yeah. Fun uh, fact. Fun fact. What, so we, we, you're celebrating um, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Not yet. It didn't start yet. When's no, this, I, when, I when's think it starts right after, right? The 26th. Yeah, it I think soon, it starts. Yeah. Like mm. right near around Christmas. So you get this year. gifts for like ten days. I wish. I don't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I you know I just I I can't I went to LA mm-hmm. and um, comparing it. To Miami, because that's what you do, I think, right? Everywhere you go, you compare it to where home is. Correct. I liked it, but I, like, I'm a family guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know, because it's not, it's not the norm to me, but I feel like LA is like, it was just too, too, I I felt it was like Miami on steroids, man. I don't know. Miami's kind of spread out. Miami's a a little weird. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Like, our suburbs of LA are in LA. In yeah. the center of it, like yeah, like not where you're at right now. No, no, this is like 45 minutes out. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. Yeah, but it's a nice drive. You get to think. Yeah, that's the problem, though. <laughs> that's the you problem. Get to think. Yeah. No, but it's a little different. What I will say is that the health people in Miami are like fake health people. Oh yeah. Well, we were speaking about this. Yeah. Because you're vegan. I'm vegetarian. I try and be vegan. When when did this start? It started when I started traveling a lot and gaining weight because when you're in airports, you eat the junk food and the trash that's in the airport and you just get fat. So, But but you work so much. You're outside all yeah. the time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I like to eat yeah. stupid, nasty food. But if you could have one meal right now. Like, anything. Fuck vegan, fuck vegetarian, fuck everything. What would you eat right now? Spaghetti with fried chicken. Mmm. Fried chicken. Oh, oh my boy. What part of fucking what part of the of of you is that though? Because that's not Mexican. That's not so the the, the fried chicken is that's, the fried chicken. Yeah, and the spaghetti is because I'm French. Okay, I used to eat spaghetti three times a day. Well, you needed it because of the carbs and the soccer. No, bro, because that's because your fucking fat ass can eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you eat plants. I mean, so I got a lot. Like, of, I got a my, lot of buddies of mine that are my favorite thing vegetarian to eat right vegans. Now, my favorite thing, like if I could eat it even right now, right now, is an acai bowl. Oh. I love acai. My wife loves that yeah, shit. It's really good. So fucking good. Or oatmeal. Oh my god, I love. But do you put like bananas and like, shit in your oatmeal? My favorite oatmeal is oatmeal with jam, bananas, and crushed almonds. I gotta say, bro, the way <clears throat> the way you're describing oatmeal, I'm a little bit turned on. But I've never actually heard anybody speak about oatmeal like that. So, oatmeal and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bananas. What the fuck? No, no, I don't want to talk about the banana. What, do you know who that guy I was? I, I, I think the I don't best. Want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about okay. it. I'm so upset about it. Okay, Why? Don't talk about it. I'm because just gonna make a it, comment. You know what it is? You know what it is? It gives my industry a bad reputation. 
It gives it a bad reputation because it makes all of us look stupid. Yeah, I, I could see that. Because it, and it, and it was it's a, insulting. And it's, it's insulting because now everywhere I go, it's the banana. everyone asks me, banana and tape, banana and tape. And the worst part of it is, is the gallery that sold it is such a reputable gallery. They have such a good reputation in the art industry. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And now they're trying to, like, explain the whole story that the guy's been doing bananas with tape hidden in all his work for the last five years. And he submitted a, a cover to the New Yorker about that was just literally a drawing of a banana with tape, that it was a whole plan, that he had it for five years, and they made whatever. You're calling, just, are you calling bullshit on that? Bro, I'm calling, like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> All right, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Like, why are we... Like, <laughs> Kai didn't want to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. How can we give something so stupid attention? I yeah. agree. I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's that's everything. And you it, know, and I think it it's stole just... the spotlight from everyone who came to Art Basel this year. Yeah, like... The right way. Because there's people that really pour well, their heart And they put into all this their shit. money, heart, time, I, I love into it. And people are talking about a banana. Like, what is this, practice? And, and, and practice? That, that, <laughs> That's, That's awesome. my question. So, like, Miami, at least, we don't breed art, even though we have a cultural diverse background. You guys do background. You guys don't realize that, though. Do we? Yeah. More than, more than the West Coast? I th- the East Coast has a old, like, an old-time reputation for art. The East Coast is, especially New York, and the trains that ran up and down the East Coast, they used to get really bombed and, like... Well, get, with the graffiti. With the graffiti, because that's what art's kind of turning into, right? It's that, that kind of... That's that... Yeah. Look, I'm going to explain this in a simple way. What's a classic car you want today? Oh, that's easy, right? right? Yeah. Ford F100. Okay. A Lincoln Continental, the one with the suicide okay. doors. How, Mon- wait, the one from Entourage? How old, yeah. how old were you when that car came out? I wasn't born. Okay. You, you like it because of Entourage. No, no, no. Legit, <laughs> I, I like that car. Okay, how old were you when your car came it out? Was, I wasn't born. Okay. I was born in 86. So... Okay. That's a now you made my life difficult because most people would say, I want a Mustang. Oh no, I I, I want a Camaro. I wanna No, I like it because I just like vintage. Like I like yeah. that. I like the, all that the old look. Yeah. I so, prefer driving that okay. than a fucking than a, badass BMW. I me too, everyone does. But yeah, the idea is that people like what they grew up around. Mm-hmm. So the people that have money now grew up in the seventies, eighties, nineties. They witnessed the movement of graffiti. So now that they have money and they can afford art and they can afford beautiful things, the things they find beautiful were the things they grew up around, which was graffiti. Okay. Well put. Yeah. So what what will be cool in 10 years is what, or in 20 years or 30 years is whatever our kids grow up around. So if they grow up around 3D activations at bus stops Mm -hmm. by certain people, in 20 years from now, that's what that's going to be hot. Yeah. That's going to be in style because they grew up around it. They're used to it. They're comfortable with it. It goes with the generation. And it, then when that, that generation, generation starts making money. That that becomes in style in the art. Well, it's it had already become style because the, what happens is that the art world starts something 20 years before it gets in style. So the people, the artists that did it 20 years ago will start to make money 20 years from now. That makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's about that balance. And I'm I'm glad that we, we, we touched on that because getting into the graffiti, we I wanted to get back a little bit to, to Kai leaving high school and figuring out okay. Okay, so because uh, I, I know it's, it's a little complicated the story. Because really what I saw 
what I saw was your first one was the Morons collection yeah, for my dad, for your old boy, because he was a smoker. Was don't a- don't mind us vaping. Yeah. Uh, but before that, you had to because those that looked insane when you did it. Yeah. Right. So I was I was in I was in high school when I did it. I was 16. My dad was a heavy smoker. And you weren't drawing. I was, I was, fake photoshopping. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I do it every day. So that like I wasn't really using Photoshop. I was using like, like, the copy machine, and I would draw on a copy, then I'd photocopy that, and then I would try and draw again, like, like, like Photoshop before Photoshop existed. Okay. Um, and I made my dad a painting using that technique. I used it, and then I could. Once I finally got it right on the photocopy version, I could make the real version. And I made that for my dad and he quit smoking. And he gave me um he gave me a little money and he told me, Do me a favor, help other people the way you help me. So because I didn't have T V or internet and there was books around, I saw a book on silk screening and posters and I started to make posters and just glue them in the streets of LA. And that's something that I so like when I had the conversation with you, that that documentary that I saw, Exit Through the Gift Shop, mm-hmm. that's something that Shepard Ferry would do, right? Yeah, Shepard Ferry. There's a lot of artists that used to do that. They still do. But to me, that was like the... My dad said, get this message out there. And to me, I didn't know any better. So that's what I did. Yeah. No, I, I, it's incredible because that morons thing, I had seen that and not even knowing it was you, dude, that that's, did it. That's what... That's what's funny about my work, I think, is that a lot of people, even today, see something, and then they'll be like, oh, I love this artist. I'm like, oh, that's me, by the way. And they're like, no fucking way. Ah, oh, I saw yeah. that. And I think that's a cool thing to do. Like, Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. People don't know. They know my work, but they don't need to know who I am. And that's the best feeling. And, that, and that's cool. Like, So me and Ox were talking when we went to your gallery and, you know, Obviously, with us, it's different. We go to the back room. You, you, it's more lax. You take off your mask and whatnot. And we were talking, and we're like, does he, you know, the, the, also the people that we were with, they were like, does he not want people to know who he is because of the fame for, for you know, maybe yeah. that the, the hassle that people who are, because think about it. Like, at your show, there was some famous people there, dude. Like, Brett Grimes, the old cornerback, from the top, he was there. There was a rap. There was, like, some musician there. People that and people were coming up to him constantly, so we were thinking, oh, maybe he just, maybe you just you're more. When I'm away, when I'm not as Kai, you don't want people to come and bother you. So that's part of it for sure. Like, I like to be in my own space. I like to do my own thing. I don't want people kind of judging me or knowing, you know, like yeah, no, absolutely. There's something to the mystique, but it's also more like I said earlier. It's about giving people hope that they can do it too. Yeah. Because I didn't think I could do it. I really didn't. Well, and I still, I still like, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, damn, I get to draw today and paint. And-, <laughs> and, and, and you're, I know you're genuine because when we were in that back room and we were talking, you were glued onto this screen that, uh, the security, that camera. Had the security camera. And there was a huge line just to go up and buy your merch. And I remember you telling me, Dude, I feel so bad. This guy's been in this line. The guy that's about to purchase, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That he was about to buy something. And he was like two hours and like, and you, you 
made that assessment, you realize, dude, this guy's been standing in line forever. That's pretty cool, you know. That shows that you're not just out here putting something like a lot of people I feel do just for the money or whatnot. You're literally doing it because you're doing what you love to do and you actually appreciate your fans. I, it's funny that we, you brought up money and fans and stuff. I try and recognize and photographically memorize my fans' faces so that if I do see them again, if they do come back, if they, like, I recognize it, I, I'm thankful for it, I really appreciate it. Like, it's a big deal to me because five years ago, if I had an event, there would be five people. Yeah. And I, I know all five people's faces. If you say their name, I'll be able to put a face to it. I'm not really good with names, but if you say their name, I'll put a face to it. Like, and I still try and do that today. Like, no matter who I meet, who says they're a fan, I try and remember their face. I try and remember and be really thankful. I'm super appreciative. Like, no, not, I saw that. Not everyone gets Everybody to do came this. up to take pictures with you. I don't know if you saw. I was a photographer for a couple of those pictures, yeah. you know. Um, but man, it, it, it's 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 a breath of fresh air knowing that not only you're you're a friend, but you you have that mindset, man. Because a lot of people now they just want that insta fame, you know. Yeah, like I'm not about even like the money side. I'm not really about it as much as people might think I am. Like I could sell out a hundred different sweaters, t-shirts, prints, whatever. I think, like, my team keeps telling me, like, you should do more. You should do more. You should do more. You keep selling out. Do more. Do more. Like, it's not about the money. It's not. If it was about the money, I would have signed a deal with Walgreens or Walmart or Kmart or Target and made... And mass production. ...million T-shirts and been sitting on the beach somewhere sipping a, you know, like a margarita or something. It's not about that for me. It's about the message, the meaning of the work, the fact that I can meet people, hear their story hear how I helped them, hear how I didn't help them, maybe make work that might help someone else. It's really about the power of the meaning of art. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. No, for sure, dude. I, it's like the same thing with a musician, right? Yeah. It's all it's all relative, I think. The arts, it's all relative. Somebody wants to write a... It's like your, your guitar is your brush. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's, I think that my that I've been a little bit more obvious with my message than most guitarists or singers. Right. Because I have that ability because it's so in your face. But at the same time, it is about the meaning of the work. It is about trying to help people, trying to... Like, I try and make sure every piece has a meaning. Like, that's a big thing that I do. People are like, why don't you just make the character holding uh, blah, blah, like... Right. A, a fucking apple. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Why am I going to put that out there? Why am I going to... There's already so much bullshit in the world. Why am I going to add to the bullshit? Yeah. Let's make something meaningful and powerful. And that's what that's separates what, you from the rest, man. Thank you, man. But that's just like my mentality. It's like art has to have a meaning. So I want to ask you, it's going to be a two... It uh, just, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to say like art has to have a meaning because when you look at something like the banana and tape, none of us understand it and it cheapens the industry and it cheapens art. When there's a meaning, it makes people come towards it and it draws people in it helps people realize that it's a powerful medium. Just like people love music, yeah. people can love art. The thing is that it's become so unobtainable, so uncomprehensive that people are like, oh, yeah, just I another get it. art show. Because even your artwork, it's not like you would stand in front of it and, like, 
what you would what you you would deem like a typical art gallery like hmm ben what do you think about this piece you know like yours like we and we'll get to it when we get to the your imaginary friend like the perception that everybody else has to your art and maybe it's all relative in the idea of you creating what you created but it's easier to process you understand that that was the idea it was like morons had a meaning i wanted my whole career to have a meaning so i'm very very about having a meaning in my work and that's something that no matter what I think, I'll stay true to. Even if I change mediums, even if I change the way I work, the style, I'll always make sure there's a meaning. Because I think it's important, especially in our day and age with the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything being so fast, so powerful, like blah, 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 blah. We have to have something meaningful because every ad that you see, every commercial is targeted to you. So now we need to make something against that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to balance yeah, no. it out. Right. And you're doing a good job at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is going to lead me into my question. It's going to be a two-part. <clears throat> Number one, are you, part one, are you um, um, somewhat of a, like a manic artist, if you will? Um, uh, three o'clock in the morning, you, you wake up and you're like, oh, shit, hold on. I, I got to draw this out real quick so that it, it's going to be my idea, if you will. And part two it's gonna, is going to... Is uh, the whole famous cliche, and uh, I was debating asking this question because it's so mm-hmm. fucking cliche, but whatever. Where is it that you get your inspiration from? Um, so manic, I don't know if manic is the right word, but I will say I'm like a perfectionist. I will say that, I, I don't know if I'm perfectionist is the right word, but I strive for perfection, and I'm super, super like anal about everything. Little OCD? Like, I don't know if OCD, like, organized is not my thing, but like... Everything we put out, I try and, like, approve. Everything we do, like, if there's a change that needs to be made, I'm going to make sure we make it. Like, I want everything to be done the perfect way. I will work throughout the night to make something perfect. I will work two days, three days without sleeping. I will push the boundaries of what people understand of, like, art. Like, why are you still working on it? Like, it's just art. No, it's not. It's, like, it has to be perfect. It has to be done with love, care. It has to be done with the intention of it being perfect. So I'm like a psychopath. <laughs> Do you, so yeah, like, would you say artists, like what you're trying to say is, is it more so for the artist when you create or do you have the expectation, like what the fan is going to view, what the, what the observer, I don't, I don't, you that's, know. That's interesting. I learned that in art school. So in art school, I went to CalArts and then I went to, to Le Paris. Bo- then I went to Les Beaux-Arts de Paris. After. Say that again? You, no, he says it way better than you yeah, do. No, say it again. Les Beaux-Arts de Paris. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oui, oui. Um, <laughs> but when I was at CalArts, so the interesting, about, the interesting thing about CalArts, and the, it's weird because it's a lot of people consider it the number one art school in the country, and it was designed by Disney and funded by Disney and oh, built shit. by Disney. Um, but it's not run like Disney. It's all about intention. The whole entire school is, the whole mission statement is why do you make art? Not go make it. Not let's see what you can do. Not how good are you at painting or drawing. It's if you're going to draw something, why are you going to draw it? Why not take a picture? Why not film it? Hmm. Why not make a painting? Why are you drawing it? Why are you using a piece of paper and... Not the computer. Yeah, like... Why are you using the things you are using 
to do what you're doing. It's like a weird concept because you might wake up one day and say, hey, I want to make a painting. But why a painting? Why not a photo? Like, There's so many different alternative routes. Why are you using that medium? And how does that enhance what you're trying to say? And will the viewer understand it? Because there's a famous thing that I was taught is that if you're the only person that understands it and you're the artist making it, then it's not art, it's therapy. Well, it's fucking great what you just said. Because it's the same thing. Like, I relate a little bit. You know, I play the drums, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I'm punch. I'm but, just kidding. But, <laughs> we got that. We got that here. Huh? There you go. <laughs> but so it's true. Like, you don't want to play music that only you're going to like, right? Yeah. Because nobody's going to come and listen. And at the end of the day, it's expressive. You want to express and hopefully somebody can relate. So, yeah. So it's like... So, my, so that's your goal. My first year of art school was literally learning that everything I make is not therapy, that the viewer sees it a certain way, and they don't have all the baggage attached to it that you have. They don't have all the little secret insight that you have. They don't have all the perfect connections to the work that you have, that it has to be relatable and understandable. It's like speaking in a sentence like cup. What the fuck do you mean by cup? Mm-hmm. You might mean, hey, I want a cup, or I need a cup of water, or there's a cup on the table. But if you don't say the other words that are attached to it, and you just say cup, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's very well and, put, man. And that happens in art all the time. People, well, it becomes therapy for you once you see us. I think the, the work that you put into it is your therapy particularly, but it's at the same time what you want to put out for... for so for me, it's a little different. For me, it's... I know that... I wanted to talk about this topic because I need to because I'm, I'm stuck on it, but I want to make sure everyone understands it. So by me talking about it just in general, it's therapy. So if I want to talk about love because I'm going through shit in my love life or because I'm in love or someone in my love life died, like my let's say my yeah. grandma died and it's killing me because I loved her so much. If I talk about death, that doesn't work. If I talk about loving my grandma, that doesn't work. But if I talk about hey, my grandma died and I loved her, thousands of people can relate to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just had to make sure that I put out the whole sentence or the whole statement so that people understand it. It's not just love. And in the art world, it's been watered down so much that people just think, hey, I can get away with saying love. And people are like, oh, yeah, love this or love that or I love the drums or I love water or love fucking sucks or love broke my heart. No, I'm... I'm making this love piece because I love my grandma and she died. Let's make sure everyone understands I love That's my why grandma you did it. and she yeah. died. So there's no there's no confusion about yeah. it. It's and then they awesome. can relate to that moment. And then if I want to make something about I love flowers, I'll make something else about right. I love flowers. So I get therapy by making it about love and about my grandma, but I make sure that everyone understands the full statement. I love my grandma and she died. Yeah. Because a lot of artists will say, oh, yeah, it's about my grandma, and I loved her, and she died, and it's a big heart. Yeah, because well, they do almost like a general, like a yeah, like an umbrella like an umbrella topic about yeah. it, and then it's your interpretation. Yeah, it's your interpretation. And, but that's not you, obviously. And that's what you did with morons, right? So morons was strictly about... Smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes, and you did it because you're old man, but then so many people related to it, to it because... They felt like idiots because they were smoking. Yeah. Or they felt like idiots because people around them were smoking. Yeah. So... And then, but I made it about smoking kills you. Yeah, 
exactly. That's what I made it about. So when my dad saw it, he said, smoking kills you slash me because I smoke. Yeah. So then when I showed it to someone else, they said, smoking kills me slash you. Or if someone saw it and their dad smoked, smoking kills you. And it made it about how smoking kills people. So people all around the world could relate to smoking kills people. And you're an idiot for wanting to smoke and kill yourself. Correct. So because it was such a pointed statement, it spread quicker than saying smoke or kills. Exactly. And and what was cool is you used the uh, Philip Morris Marlboro. um, So that comes back into like the context of the work. I wasn't going to write on a piece of paper, smoking kills you. I wanted to, you want to be more suave about it. You want to be smooth. You want to be graceful. You don't want to be like, you're an idiot. Stop smoking. So you want to, <laughs> you want to make it attractive. Yeah. So that, that's when the art side comes into it is trying to make it attractive, trying to make it sexy, trying to make it something that, that you're like, oh fuck, I can't just ignore this anymore. Yeah. So that's where the art side came into it. Good on that one. But did you... Before all this, were you just doing ever graffiti so at all? When on the I street? was when I was doing morons, that was like my first real. I was doing a little bit of like trashy tagging, like writing stupid words with a spray paint can. Not like not throw ups, <laughs> not like literally like writing in stick letters, dumb shit. Yeah. Um, were you a, like a fan of these big artists, these street artists? I like, just thought uh, it was cool. <coughs> I just thought it was you need cool. a cough drop, bro. <laughs> I just thought it was cool, and I didn't have TV, and I didn't have much to do. So, were you following like Banksy and all these, yeah, these cool dudes? I was at some point, but in the beginning, I just knew that I had good choices with colors, and I had, no, absolutely, I had some style. You have very vibrant colors. Now I, I do, yeah. In well, the beginning, I didn't which, really. Again, don't let me forget. I have some questions. All right. Um, um <laughs> but do you uh? Which which is cool, and then so after morons, mm-hmm. you got into your next collection, which was lost values. Yeah, so morons, lost values, all of that was under kind of one umbrella collection. So the idea was all of those pieces were a commentary on society, and that most of them used words or advertising that was out there, and I just twisted it. That was like the whole concept. No smart. So, like, American Apparel became American Affection, and it was, like, the dude with her legs wide open, like, that's what America thought love was, like, they saw, like, these naked 15-year-old girls, and they're like, oh, my God, it's so sexy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, another one was, like, American Express. Let's tell the truth about American Express, like, Bankruptcy Express. Like, yeah. This shit, credit, the idea of credit, the idea of borrowing money that you don't have is what causes a humongous problem. Mm-hmm morons another one was lost values instead of louis vuitton lost values like why are we putting so much money so much love and effort and passion into something that's so expensive when most of us can't really afford it we're just we just want to stunt and show off Mm -hmm. even though we can't and why aren't we putting that money towards something that could help our community help people around us so all these things in that collection were about talking about society using what we accepted in society and just twisting it. And you were about like what early twenties? And I was young. I was like sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen. For you to come up like, yeah, well, t- you know what I was so doing young. at sixteen, seventeen years old, bro? Like ninety uh, percent of the time, I was stuck in my room, like because I just figured out how to do certain things. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 impressive. On uh, it's it's 
it, what what your parents and how you were raised a hundred percent, you know, because your head was definitely in the right place. And maybe you were also, you know, circling yourself, you're like around the right, the surrounding yourself better. Thank you. Around the right people. I don't know. If, I didn't really have that many friends. If that makes sense. I went to a private school. My mom, it doesn't have a private background. Like my mom yeah. comes from like South central. Like she did not raise us like private school mentality. Oh, I went to private school. Yeah. So did I. And I'm not nearly, not even close to that. So yeah, like, but we, so like, I didn't really fit in with the kids. They I all, felt the same way. Yeah, they, me too. They were all like a little bougie. Yeah. It's about what you got. Yeah. It's and, not who you are. It's what you got. And my dad, for my freshman year of school, made me wear a suit to school every day, a full button-down suit with a tie and a vest. Wow. And he said, if you want to be successful, you need to dress and believe you're successful. And every single person. You went the other way with this one. Yeah, no, eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But every single person used to pick on me. And I had to build like a mental toughness to deal with that bullshit every day. Like walking into school wearing a full suit every day looking like a teacher. Yeah. And people are like, oh, look at the fucking faggot. Look at the fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, like they, people would try to take my jacket <clears throat> off me. I used to fist fight seniors. I was a freshman fist fighting seniors, like throwing and down. It's funny because we talked about this, I think. No, we haven't. The, the, the whole bullying thing, you know, and that must fucking suck. But you know what's funny, man? Like now you stand and you can fucking jerk off. And these assholes that were bullying you or whatever are fucking paying it did, but it doesn't even it wasn't even they just it's karma because, to me i'm like not fuck e- you not man even that man like they made me realize that no matter what nothing can stop me they tried to get me to take off this suit every day for a year every fucking day they tried to make me not come to school the next day wearing a suit and every day i put on a suit and i showed up to school and they were pissed and they would try and bug me to take it off and the next day i'd wear the suit again and at some point, it's who has the... The stronger mind. The stronger mind, the mental stamina. That will, that will to, yeah. to keep going. Yeah. Because most people would give up because I had a whole senior class fucking with me Hazing every you. fucking day. Yeah. And I was by myself. And people in my class didn't have my back. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, they're your friends. But then when, when like, push comes to shove, you yeah. see who your friends are. So the craziest thing that happened to me is that I got in a fight with a senior one day. Like He like came up to me like, Take off the fucking jacket, you fucking faggot, like, trying to fight me and everything. So I was like, no, dude, what the fuck are you going to do to me? And he swung at me, and I swung right back at him. And there was this group of seniors that were, like, the outcast. And right away, it turned into, like, a humongous brawl. It was, like, the outcast seniors. There was, like, six or seven of them. Love it. Versus all the other seniors. And So, like, the kids under the stairs came, came to fucking... Yeah, but these guys were, like, tough... Yeah, like tough these, as nails. I got yeah, it. Like, but these guys are like, like the guys that did like that weren't bougie enough to be yeah. in school. Right. And after that, I became one of the seniors as a freshman. And people That's were cool. like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I don't know what happened." Man. And you played soccer. And I played soccer. And you played soccer with all those dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Holy was great, bro. Shit. But it was like, it's fucked up, right? Like, that that worries me having being a father. And and Ox could probably share the sentiment, like the day that, like that, that's the whole thing that scares the shit out of me. Like I want my daughter to like, like I said, I send you the photos of her and her. I want her to be eccentric, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody's scared 
of eccentric and but people I'm are gonna be honest in 2019 20 eccentric is cool yeah just watch youtube for like five hours <laughs> I swear. like it used to be really not cool because everyone was hidden and like no one could communicate and if you were eccentric you felt like you were the only one in the world now with youtube it's almost like the norm right it's the normal thing like i don't give a fuck about anything or anyone i'm gonna do what i want to do and i'm gonna put it on the internet and the other million people that are like me will watch this video or like my post and be on my side yeah so it's, you, it's kind of weird yeah to be normal it's like oh dude you're yeah. what ill what the fuck ill yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward after lost values you did now royalty mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting it's to me a because weird yeah weird twist yeah so what happened is i started getting into art my dad thought I was really good at it. My dad working in the design field told me, if you're going to do this, let's do it the right way. Put me into like a kind of like an after school class, but the class was sitting with my dad at a table. Yeah. <laughs> and he literally opened up old books of art, old masters like Anthony Van Dyke, Franz Halls, like all these huge masters and said, if you're going to do it in 2000, whatever year it was, you need to study what happened before. So he taught me about all these crazy painters, all these crazy artists. And you still had not gone to college yet? No, I'm still in high school. Okay. Um, and as I studied it, I realized like you could, you could learn the history of the country by just art, just by lo- looking at these paintings. You could understand what was by happening. Time frames and time frames yeah. and who they painted, what what they were painting what kind of paints they were using. Like, there was a period where, like, the Netherlands had way more money, and you could see it in the art. Like, their art, the painters were crazy. And then Italy had money, and the painting became crazy, and the, the style, and countries would pay artists to come to their country to paint their kings, noblemen, um, priests. Yeah, that's where you get the, yeah. the pictures of, you and know. Mary yeah. and everything, because they would literally make the artist travel to their country to paint because they had money and they could afford it. They'd put the artist up in there. Like they'd have like, I, and I, and I agree with you because I, like, I, I don't know if I had said it. I went to France mm-hmm. to see my, my wife and I, we, we love Coldplay. So I took her for her birthday to see Coldplay in stadium, the front, uh, wow. it was, it was wild. And, uh, are you into the band? They're, they're yeah, fucking, they're, cool. they're solid dude. And they have a really, really cool, like meaning behind them. But we went to Castle, uh, Castle Versailles, and you like you learn all this, and you see the artwork, and you're like, "Holy shit!" I really don't. I'm, I felt so uneducated. Like I don't know what the fuck happened in this country, but shit, it, it's pretty cool, right? Like the whole glass story in Castle Versailles, how people got killed over glass, the 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 everything, mirror, I think it yeah. was everything. Everything in Europe you can learn by looking at the walls. It, it, and go figure. You even have art. Like the the urban art because I'm I felt like I was in a scavenger hunt with my wife. We're walking through through France, and I fucking see inva- space invader Everywhere. like in the corner. I'm like, oh fuck, babe! Like it, he's it, like he's a, a a street art or urban art legend. He's he's, he's one of fucking the, awesome. They say he's the the out of the pillar of three. He's one of them. Who are the three? Banksy, Invader, and then Obey. Obey. The Obey. Do you think he kind of sold out a little bit? I don't think so. I think that at some time, some period in time, you have to satisfy your fans, and being super exclusive doesn't work. 
And when you have 30 million fans, how are you supposed to satisfy 30 million people without producing more? And so he, so there? essentially he's, he's satisfying his fans he's by putting it on a shirt. And yeah. Cause he blew up, man. He blew up. What was it? The Andre, the giant, it's Andre, yeah. the giant, right? So they all three of them had different techniques. Are they so all friends? Do you know? Are they like, do they all know of each other? Yeah, they all know of each other for sure. Okay. Are they friends? Probably. Okay. Um, <laughs> They all sit down at dinner tables together, yeah, yeah. and they're like, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Have but, you met any of them? Yes. Cool. Um, but are there, Is there ever, like, some underlying, not not saying anything, is there ever, like, a, maybe a rivalry? Of course. Always, between like all artists? Like, everything. Like, everything in the world, if you get to that level, it's because you want it to be there, and there's a competitive fire in you. <clears throat> so, of course, there's a rivalry. Even, even at... My level, I feel like there's a rivalry. Well, absolutely, and that was cool. Like when I, we'll get to it now. We'll get to it now, because um, now royalty, you basically took that out of the history books, right? And that's how you. So yeah, the think. idea was that I was studying all this art and understanding the history of art, and understanding the history of the country by studying the art. That I said we don't have that in the U.S. Like no one knows who was in charge of the U.S. at certain times. And I realized that the people that were really in charge were not the presidents, were not the senators or congressmen. It was really the hip-hop stars. And the, and those people were really in charge because if they say Lamborghini is cool, everyone wants everyone, a fucking Lamborghini. Lamborghini yeah. And if they say, hey, Louis Vuitton is in right now, everyone wants Louis Vuitton. Or Polo, Which kind of bothers or, me. But they are the most powerful people in the country. Like, If they tell you tomorrow... Hey, everyone go wear brown shoes, which brown for years is not cool. And all of a sudden they're set wearing brown. Brown is cool. And everyone's and wearing brown shoes. Yeah. And then every brand is making brown shoes. And so they have such an influence on the people. Yeah. And that's what kings exactly. and queens used to do. That I felt like I had to tell the story the correct way and say America is ran by these people because they are. These it's, people are the trendsetters. These people are the the the... The masses follow these people. The masses don't give a fuck about Trump. We don't. But we do care what Travis Scott is going to do tomorrow. Yep. Which is, like, to me, it's it's crazy, right? Like, I and I wish but it's, it was it's, different, it's, but... It's not that crazy because people connect emotionally correct. through his work. Correct, through the art. Yeah. So, so, yeah. That's why he has so much power. It's not like he has power because... There's sentiment be be yeah, behind yeah. everything. Yeah, behind the lyric or behind yeah, what he's I, talking and, about. Yeah. And I and think... Relatable. I, yeah, and I think that's important. I think that... Yeah, it does suck that some of these people aren't the nicest or greatest people and they're setting trends for people, but people are connecting to them. And I think as long as people connect to it and are not hurting themselves because of the trendsetters, we should let it be. Absolutely. Okay. So then, after now royalty, mm -hmm. and this is what I was getting at earlier, I would see if mm -hmm. our, our imaginary friend, yeah. right? And like, I see how you would like strategically post them, and that's, that's what I was saying, like the rivalry, because this, this shit right here, bro, it fucking blows my mind. And we're going to get into some of your work that we were actually discussing that night, but this is the one I'm excited for. Like, I love all your work, but this one, to me... I just love where you've taken your work. Thank you. Um, so if, let's talk about that. So if imaginary friend is my character or our character or 
And the concept behind it is that it has no sex, race, religion. It has no distinguishable features. It's so that everyone can relate to it. And the idea behind it was when I went to study in Paris, I realized that no one understood my work because I was making works from the Lost Values collection, which were all language-based. And no one understood what was happening. Mm -hmm. So I told myself I have to create a language that the whole world understands. So I said, why not create a character and try and tell a whole story in a single frame? So imagine trying to show someone a full movie in one picture. In one picture. Well, and you succeeded. Thank you. <laughs> you did. Yeah, because I, I when I when I would walk around then you would even like Yeah, so then I made like cement plaques. Yeah, it, so yeah, the cement plaques, yeah. So the cement plaques is a cool thing because I did that on purpose. And I know it sounds bad, but I wanted to stand out because the street art world was so oversaturated. Everyone was like, I'm going to be a street artist. I'm going to go stencil and spray paint on this. And I'm going to go put a poster over here. And and it was a trend. And I said, no, 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 no. Street art is way more beautiful than that. Street art has more, more history than that. Let's make street art the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. So I went back and I studied a little bit. And I realized that the Greeks used to do this, this style of called relief where they would carve three-dimensional slash 2D items and tell stories with them. and Like hieroglyphics type? Yeah, but 3D. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how Greeks do it, um, Greeks and Romans. <clears throat> so I said, I want to use that style, but I want to make it un- relatable and understandable to everyone, and I want to make it modern and contemporary. So I mixed all these things up, and I started to make these cement plaques, and then I added cement frames around them to make them art, like high-end art. Right. Yeah, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Thank you. Which I, I love. Are those are those pictures still up? Uh, are most of them still up? I don't know. I know that New York still has a couple. I know Paris has a bunch. Do you have any here in the three hundred five? Nope, because yeah. Well, we, we had a <laughs> we got to go on the ops mission. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> it's it's also hard because you don't walk. There's not a lot of walking in Miami. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, the cities that the plaques work the most in are, are uh, walking cities, cities. Walking cities because they're so small. They're literally 14. Well, Winwood, but then you had the Goldman guy, yeah, right? Then you got the Goldman. So <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a tricky situation. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe we could find a place where you can put one with their permission. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love to put up at least 15, 20. Make a scavenger hunt, like a little. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But the I'm down. the concept was that I every, like covert missions. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. But the idea was that every single one would have a different meaning and message. And that they'd be scattered throughout cities and they'd be like little treats for people walking home or taking the subway or, and it, it changed my life. Which is, which is cool too, because we were talking about this on Saturday, um, how you graduated from like paint and then you went to concrete. Yeah. So let, can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I had, I had no money in Paris. No, no, no money. And and because I had no money, I couldn't afford paint anymore. So because I couldn't afford paint, I had to find, like, a cheaper medium to work with. Right. So I decided to work with cement. cement Which is probably the cheapest thing you can find. Yeah, it's literally the cheapest thing you could find. Cement and plaster are so cheap, it's, it's insane. So when I started to use that, I realized... Uh, this is really cheap, and I can mass produce it by myself. I don't need a factory. I don't need anybody. 
So I really pushed myself to use that medium to tell stories everywhere. And because I was putting it in the street, I used the, the placement or the context of the street as part of the, as part of the storytelling. Because it was street art and because it's made out of concrete and cement, it fits in the street better. It works with the street. And it becomes this whole dynamic project right. about street and about telling people in the streets a message and helping people in the streets. It's not just colorful things that you can find anywhere. Okay. And you prefer to, you prefer to work with paint? Which I know you do both because you incorporate I, the paint I, into the concrete. But yeah, I love concrete. I love it. 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 Mm-hmm. I was the, when I started, I was the only one doing it too. So it just makes it that much sweeter when you're the only one using concrete. Yeah. Not everybody wants to work with that because it's... It's so cheap and brittle. And if you don't know how to use it, it breaks and falls apart. But I love concrete and I love the brittleness and I love the street aspect because the streets made me me. The right. streets made me. Yeah, so then popular. like... And, and that's why you have the big thing with the chucks, right? Yeah, I love chucks. I only wear chucks because when I had no money, I could only afford chucks. So so you keep, you keep true to that. I keep mm-hmm. true to who I was when I... No one knew who I was. Because I think that's the most important thing. So cool. on Saturday, yeah, there's this, this one. is this is coming. We have a couple. So I don't know if I have to show it to you, but like for example, one of our favorite ones, and I want to see where you were coming from as the okay. artist, was if in the time glass building a castle, building a castle. So can I tell okay. you what it meant to me? Yeah. So let's see what you guys thought about it, and then I'll tell you what I thought about it. All right. What so what I saw here is. Him playing with time, mm-hmm. right? What threw me off was the fucking colors. So to me, it was like the first thing I see is like, all right, time is time is passing. We're playing with time, and then maybe the color was life, and the the concrete was like no life. I don't know, but I was just seeing it, it's just all we're playing with time because you're building castles in time. So the one that you're looking at specifically is playing with time. It has very specific mediums attached to it. So it's all concrete with spray paint and diamond dust in the hourglass. Yeah, I saw which that. symbolizes sand. Sand. And the sand in an hourglass is time. So time is precious. I don't know if anyone knows this. Yeah. But you can't get it back. <laughs> you can't buy it. You can't order it on Amazon. It doesn't exist. Like, once you spend it, it's spent forever. You can spend a million dollars. You can make a million dollars. But time, once you spend it, it's gone forever. So it's the most precious thing in the world, more precious than diamonds, more precious than anything. So the reason I made it sparkling is for two reasons. One, when it sparkles, it gives the effect that it's actually falling Falling. through the hourglass. And two, because it's the most precious thing in the world, I will give up any amount of money to get time. And I'm dead serious. I agree. If anyone ever told me, hey, there's a machine that if you buy it will take time from the person sitting next to you, and they can sell you their time and you will have more time in your life. Oh, I would buy it. Like that movie. What I, was don't, that? I don't know the movie. But I love time. <laughs> the time machine? <laughs> Justin Timberlake was in the movie. Oh, oh yeah, in yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool movie. What was it? In time, I think yeah, it's called. I think right? That they that they you would share time with yeah, each other and I, stuff. That was cool. So I thought it was I, I the way I saw it, I interpreted it was you're you're doing as much as you can with the amount of time that you have, knowing that time is running out, okay. basically. So that's how you interpret it. He interpreted it differently. And, so, the, and the colors, I thought it was life and death. Okay. So for me, it's a little different the, the, why I made it. I 
have been lucky enough to be on the broke end of things and on the rich end of things and seeing both sides. And I realize that there's some people that have a lot of money and they're so concerned about building the biggest castle, having the most money, big, amounting the largest amount of wealth in the world that time passes by. So the, for me, the, there's an interesting dynamic in that piece. As you build your castle, as you build your wealth or your vast power or whatever. Or your empire, if you will. Empire, time is running out. And there's going to be a point where as you're building it, you no longer get to enjoy it. So it's finding that tithering, that beautiful line of life of understanding, I'd like to keep building, but I'd also need to enjoy it. So that's what that piece means to me, because as he, the character is building the castle, the time is running. So either the castle is going to get humongous and there's going to be no time to enjoy it, or the castle is going to be tiny and there's not going to be much to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So you have to find that balance. I like his version. No, your, your version is the best. <laughs> Thanks. And then the most com- we're going to go The to most complicated one to me. No, no, no. No, no. Which one did you? We're not going that. We're going because BB, my buddy BB, was there. The 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 bald guy. Yeah, yeah. So so he he was there on your website today at ten oh three. He's like, yo, I gotta buy this guy shit. <laughs> so he goes, he's like, I can't fuck, and he's texting me. I'm like, bro, I don't fucking know, dude. So he couldn't buy any of your shit today, but he wanted to buy the shirts. Well, by the way, ADD moment. What's up with Adidas? So we did a little collaboration just for Art Basel. It was really cool. We did a commercial together earlier in the year where they really just wanted to highlight creativity and that's and the idea of summer and how summer coming to an end changes the way people create especially for someone like me who's in the streets all the time if it's raining there's not much I can do so my creativity changes so they did that just for fun and then I told them hey look I'm gonna do I'm gonna go all out for Art Basel do you guys want to back me and they're like yeah whatever you want and I was like Kick ass, man. Let's do something. And I, we did the pop-up event. And that's when the merch went. And, every, like, that was the whole concept behind it. Nice. That was good. Art piece number two. Yeah. We have If running in, like, the hamster wheel. Okay. With the business. He looks like, because we, now, the way I interpret it. Yeah. I yeah. go first on this one. All right, you go first. That's it's basically, dude, it's If in, 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 the, in the rat race is basically. That's, that's exactly why how I, I saw it. Yeah, so... That's kind of the concept. It's like... The never-ending. It never stops. Yeah, if, you don't, if you don't mentally take a note that you need to take a break, it'll go on forever. Yeah. That's it. That, that's how I yeah, I made it. That's how I felt. We, we got it right. We got one. We're, but you, one right. You guys, We're 50%. Got, you guys got the other one right, too. Yeah. But it's... Everyone it's all for interpretation. Yes, but the, my goal as an artist is to get you as close to my interpretation as possible. But both of your definitions or meaning of the work has to do with time and time running out. Yeah. So we're and, in the ballpark. But no, you're in the park. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. We did it. That's a home run. Like, yes. The idea is that... High time, five. The, the, the idea behind the, the piece was that time is running out. So my idea was time is running out. Enjoy it while you can. Yours was time is running out, and yours was time is running out. So that was the idea behind the piece. Yeah. Artwork number three. Okay. This one's going to be complicated, I feel like. The carrot. Ooh. Okay. Uh-uh. That no, was, that, that was, this this isn't even the was, one that b- bottled our. That mind. one was easy okay, for me. So that one is called. Just so you guys, it's called perception. Yeah, and it, ready? Yeah, he's sad. The guy. So it, for you that are listening that aren't familiar, you definitely have to go on Instagram visit Kai Art or Kai Edition. And so Kai Editions is where we sell like the okay. multiples, like sweaters, T-shirts, prints. 
KaiArt is where we do all the art. There's also the website, www.kaiart.com. Cool. And you guys will definitely, we're going to post these on our Instagram tonight so you can see the, the, the pieces of art that we were, we were talking about. But this one to me, and I think I'm fucking on the head, guy. Okay. Ready? This guy on the left, this is the circle one you guys will understand when you see the carrot. So this guy on above surface, this guy's all high and proud because look how pretty his fucking roof tree leaf thing for the carrot life like and like he can like look what i got here but really under the surface it's meaningless it's bullshit and then this guy who probably was doing it right the whole time he couldn't really he doesn't have anything to show above the surface but deep down in the core he's got the monstrosity carrot Mm -hmm. that's awesome what do you think uh basically uh this guy that has so much you know, again, when you use the word perception, he has so much that he's showing you so much, but in reality, he has nothing. And this guy is kind of sad because he thinks that he has a little, but in reality, he has so much, which could be interpreted as love too, family, uh, wealth, wealth. So it's you guys are both right. Yes. When I made it, I was in a different space, but that was the idea was to kind of hit that general thing. It's like in life, we we look around and the person sitting next to us everything's perfect what everything's golden and then if you ever like really take a look and like analyze for real there's nothing there it's dead but you've been your head down you've been working you've been grinding you've been trying your hardest and you're like fuck i have nothing to show for what i've done but what you really what you don't realize is you've built this foundation yeah. your foundation is so solid yeah that the minute you tap into it and the minute you pull that carrot out you're gonna realize i have nothing to fucking worry about yeah this is my second favorite piece. That's my Thank second you. favorite piece. My first famous, I don't know if you have it there. It's coming right now. Which one is it? No. You have another one after that? Is it this one? No. No, my our, my favorite piece, I think, is the same one. It, it was the one that we the, took a photo in front of. Okay. The no, one with it. Mine is the money. Oh. Uh, the hear no evil, say no, no evil. Speak no evil. With the money. It's called Just Evil, the one with the money. Okay. Um, and that's the one that you had painted on sec- Northwest 2nd Avenue and 36th Street. Maybe. With the pink background. Oh, no, yeah. That's in West Palm Beach. Oh, I thought, no, I'm pretty sure that was in Miami. No? West Palm. Wow, okay. Sorry. Hello, it's, okay. it's his heart. He knows where he the, did the it. The corner looks up. Looked Everyone thinks it's in Miami. Okay. It, it was in West Palm Beach. The that, So the three heads, the concept behind that is a little, that one everyone has a different de- definition for it. But to me, it was something that's evil can can take over all three things really quickly. So a lot of people will be shut up to say something by money. Or a lot of people will pretend like they didn't see anything because money. there's money. Or, yeah. or people will pretend like, oh, I didn't hear that because money is literally blocking those orifices. Right. And there's another meaning is that when you start to become obsessed with money, it takes over everything. everything. All you see is money. All you hear is money. All you think about, all you speak about is money, 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 money. And it takes over all it your senses. It takes over your life, yeah. So those were the two meanings behind that work when I created it. All right, get into the complicated ones because these two I didn't understand. All right, so, here we go. Okay, we're gonna go with this one first. Okay, that's love versus money. That's what it's called. That's my most popular piece to date around the world. Everyone in the entire universe, they don't even know me as Kai. They know me as the guy that made the balloon with the money bag. Yeah, the, which exactly this piece here? It'll be it's if yeah holding oh, no, that's not that one. I, I, is holding I a bag one. full of money in concrete and then a a, a balloon heart yeah. kind of trying to float and he's stuck. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's stuck between both. So. Which I relate to this one day to day. Yeah, that that okay. one. Yeah, that so, one I did. It's so, the other one. So that, tell me what you think it means. Well, this means your heart. It's pulling your heart. Like, okay, this is who I want to be. So, for example, it's the guy who wants to be something, but he's stuck from his five, or his nine, nine to five. five. But he really, hey man, I just want to be a drummer. I yeah. just want to be. I want to. This is what makes me happy. But. We get stuck as human beings because we have responsibilities. We have responsibilities. Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I got to feel the same way because uh, you're, you're being held down by, again, that whatever that evil is or whatever is holding you back. In this case, it's going to be the money back. So the money is holding you back. So is it money or freedom? Is so it money or love? That's awesome. So it means that. That's what it means. But for me, it meant something a little different. And then for other people I've learned over the years, it, but it all kind of touches the same sentiment. The idea is that for me, it was, do I follow my passion, my heart, and do what I want to do? Do I float up to what makes me happy? Or do I do what keeps me secure and stable and anchored? Yep. Because a lot of people are taught, be safe, be anchored, make the safe yeah. choice. Yeah, what, what, what society teaches you nowadays, yeah. go to college, like get a job, yeah. uh, the rat race, get in it, you know. Just do, and do what's secure and do what's safe. And like a boat. Anchor, don't don't sail out into sea when it's a high storm. Yeah. Right. Don't don't float away. Don't get caught up in your dreams. Don't get lost in the clouds. Right. So that was either like passion or money. But for a lot of people I've learned over the years, and this has the same feeling and sentiment, is that being stuck at work and trying to make enough money and earning enough money and s- providing for your family or being with your loved ones. Right. A lot of people in 2019 work 80 plus hours. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. So a lot of people work a crazy amount of hours and they're doing what they can to be caught. They're caught in between both. They want to be with their family. They want to be with their loved ones and they're, they want to go spend time with the things that they love and people that they love, but they're caught because they need to work these hours. They need to help people. And they're literally caught in between both. So over the years, I've learned that that peace means that those two things. But again, like you see, like the foundation of the meaning is still there. It's something you love and something that makes you feel secure. So that's yeah. that's the concept that's, behind it. That's, that's probably my. That's one, probably one, yeah. One that, that piece, ones, even even it's when you have it. In and the, then in I the love statues. the graffiti. Like you did a little bit of the street art on, yeah. on the back. Because that's where I come from. I come from the streets. I so love I it. Wanna, Give an homage and pay respect to where I come from. It's fucking kick ass. All right, bro. Give, him, Thank you. give him the. Here's the one. Ready? All right. I don't even think you know the answer to this one, bro. <laughs> so, wait, because you might show me something and I'll tell you the title of it and it'll give you an idea of what it means. Oh, this one to me, dude, just fucked me up. We stood at your gallery for a, a, like 25, 30 minutes just staring at it. Like, yeah. like the scene out of uh, Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. you know, when they're the fucking. This motherfucker right here. Okay, so that one's called Experiment 2. Experiment 2? Yeah. So this year, I had like two, three months. Luckily, I, I, re- I rarely have it to just experiment and have fun and do something I love. And very rarely do I get to do that. So the idea behind that piece, Experiment, I think that's Experiment 1, is that over the years, over the last five, six years, I've made done so many murals painted so many walls gone around the world done so much that not only is my character iconic but the things that my character is involved in have become iconic like the balloon the heart balloon yeah you see the heart balloon in that yes the fuse from the love bomb 
It's there. Yeah, it's in the middle, actually. Yeah. Um, then you have on the far right, it's there's a piece called Balancing Act. It's literally like a plate full of hearts on one side and a plate full of coins. You have the plate full of hearts. So all three large, enlarged items have to do with love. And there's three kinds of love in my, in my head. Maybe there's more, but there's a large, stable love that you know no matter what is there for you, like your mom. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like, that's the big heart yeah. to me. Like your wife, maybe. I don't have a wife. I don't know. My daughter. <laughs> like your daughter. I'm my wife, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I love you, too, baby. Say your wife. Say your wife. <laughs> right? And then there's the love bomb, right? Which is the second one. It's a little smaller, but it's there. To me, that symbolizes something like my dad. I love my dad. I'll do anything for my dad. I'll kill myself for my dad. My brother. But our relationship is so... Tumultuous? Yeah, explosive. Like, we fight. We, but that's normal. We love yeah. each other, but we fight. We hate each other. We, 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 there's days where we want to kill each other. We've, I've gotten in fist fights with my brother where I've almost broken his fucking face. Like, <laughs> but I love him. It's explosive. That, hey, bro. That's family. <laughs> yeah. But that's, like, the second kind of love that I see in that. Like, tough love. I always call it mm-hmm. tough love. Like, my dad loves me, but he's the biggest asshole to me. And I always tell him, like, why you got to be such a fucking asshole? Yeah. He's like... That's my way of showing you I love you. Like, I'm going to push you to your limits. I know your limits, and I'm going to push you to them because it pushes you further and further. Well, he's in building, life. in his eyes, remember, he's from the old school, right? Yeah. So this is all new to him, this, this type of living, and he's still trying to build his little boy. Yeah, right? but it, not only that, like, sometimes he's a little harsh. Like, he came <laughs> Saturday night, and he said, what's the big deal? And I was like, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Fuck, man. My dad's tough. My dad's really nah, tough. No, that's cool. But he, he didn't have a father growing up. He had a father. His father passed. And, like, it's he's had a tough life. So he's very tough with us. And then there's a third, which is all these little hearts. And to me, it means something. To other people, it means something. But as you grow up, you fall in and out of love with a lot of things. People, objects, sports, all these different activities. And all of those things build you to who you are, who you become. So there's three kinds of love in my head. There's more. I know there's more. But there's the big stable, the explosive tough, and then the, all the little things that you love that make you who you are today. So all those three, three things are accentuated, are large. They're put in your face. This is more experimental. This is like the banana with tape. Like People are not going to get that. I didn't. Uh, when I saw that, I mean, I'm telling you, we st- I stood there for 30 minutes. I was like, yeah, you- I see this. And then I, I come to look at, when I looked at the... And pic- when you look closer, there's little things yeah. behind yeah. Like yeah. the... Um, but it still says a like story. The raking, yeah. Like the raking on one side and... and so there's three, there's three things happening. There's one, there's a character coming down and getting a flower. Correct. Off the love bomb. Like the Mission Impossible. Yeah, but it's on the love bomb. Okay. The reason it's on the love bomb is because no matter what, how explosive the relationship is, no matter how crazy and dynamic... You always can find the little gem of love in it. So the flower to me is that little, you can always pluck the beauty from that love. So that's what they're doing. That's what, that's what the character is doing. It's coming and plucking the little love from that crazy tumultuous relationship. The other one, it, he's hanging on to the, to the plate with the hearts. Correct. Why? Because... There are things that you've loved since you were little kids and you know they're stupid and you know that they're dumb. Like, 
like since I was 15 or 14 years old, I've loved and I still do love the Nissan Skyline GTR, the R34. Right. Why do I love it? I don't fucking know. I just love it. But we hang on to that forever. So he's literally hanging on to that heart. Okay. He's, you Makes hang, sense. There's certain things you hang on to, like your favorite band when you were 15. Oh, right. we're going to get into that really quick. Okay. But really quick, what, what was your favorite band? I have no idea. He said it. Keith Sweat. Yeah, but you don't know. He doesn't. He didn't know Keith Sweat. I, I said it. No, it was Usher. Usher. I, Usher. I, you know who Boys I like? Oysta Men? I liked NSYNC a lot. Oh, my Whoa. God. That's going to be. Look at this little dirty laundry. <laughs> we're letting out the dirty laundry. That's going to be our closing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third one, which is the real love, is the character carrying the heart up. It's because the real love is always there to lift you up when you're at your lowest moment. That's why it's a that's balloon. That's the mom that, love. That's the, yeah, yeah that's, that's the unconditional love. That's why it's a balloon that floats up. That's yeah. why it's a part of a balloon. That's why it's reeling up a heart. All of those things add up. But to other people who don't know that, I made... I made that kind of art, and that's why it's called Experiment One, because I was tired of everything being so in your face. And I wanted people to like get drawn to it. And if you know my catalog of work, and if you know my drawings, you can start to point things out. Like, oh, I know that's the the balloon heart. Oh, this is what I'm looking at. It's like ifs adventures. Yeah, know? that's what it is. It's like life is an adventure. There's all these different kinds of things happening, and you can attach whatever you want to it. Because a lot of the work sometimes it's a little heavy. It's a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to make something a little more playful. Yeah, it's it's I call them love stories. They're they're yeah. me like, man, not because you're my friend, but I took unbiased people, right? To your thing. Like Ox, I, I showed him your work. He's like, Oh, this looks pretty dope. Let's let's roll. And I took two other people and when they got in there, man, just again, the sense of proudness because like they were just people who we Never really been into art or when, and they were just impact for for one of them to tell me this morning. Hey, I was trying to buy his shit. You know, but it's basically, you know, tipping our hat to you and what you're doing and how you're putting your word out there. You're fucking doing it, man. Thank you. It's something you you gotta fucking be proud of that for sure. We still got a long ways to go though. And you're on the right track though. Thank you. You're on the right track. All right, we're gonna. You wanna have some. Let's have a little bit of fun now. All we're right. gonna we're gonna change we're gonna change uh, direction here. Shift right. gears. So uh, really quick though, you have a lot of work that celebrities like athletes or whatnot yeah. have bought, right? Like Gr- I saw Gronkowski, Jarvis Landry, uh, yeah. OBJ. How was the experience meeting these guys? It was cool. Yeah, everyone's super cool. Everyone's super nice. Um, I have a couple collectors that are that I'm like became best friends with. Like I talk to them. Every so often, like one of them, his name is Matt Pokora. He's like the biggest superstar in France, like singer, dancer. Like He's like the Justin Timberlake in France? He's literally the Justin Timberlake of France. Sweet. And I talked to him like... But like he, he's I, got I, shit on JT though. What? This guy <laughs> crazy, bro. Yeah. And he, he like trains every day. Like he's going to go to the Olympics. And I asked him, like, why do you go to bed so early? Why don't you party? Why do you eat so clean? He's like... I love what I do, and I want to give my fans the best part of me and the best side of me. So if I'm tired or grumpy or I'm moving slow and I'm not giving them the best, then I'm cheating them. Yeah, taking it away from them. So he trains every day. He eats, like, fucking perfect. He goes to bed at a certain time like because he wants to give the best to everyone, just like an Olympic athlete. And it's, like, mind-boggling. Another one from France, 
His name's Kev Adams. Really close. We talk. I talk to him all the time as well. He's a comedian. He does movies. He's a producer. Like huge, super, su- huge, super, super, superstar. Like we couldn't even get a coffee when I went to visit him in France. Like he's like, you have to come to my house. <laughs> and then we tried to go get a coffee near his house. Impossible. Um, super nice, super chill. Everyone is super nice. Like Jarvis Landry. I talk to Jarvis all the time. I'm mad at him. Why? Because he left? Absolutely. He didn't leave. Well, listen. Listen. Let's agree to disagree. All right. We can agree right. to disagree, but he didn't leave. I was there when they were like... Really? Yeah, I was in the room. I fucking... That guy... Well, you know what? Good for him. He's playing with his best friend. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happened, but I'm going to tell you this. He wanted to stay. Did he? And they didn't You're want, making me feel better. And they did not want him. Well, fuck Adam Gaze. And the horse he rode in on. How about that? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, tell me how you really feel, buddy. No, nah, fuck. Whatever. He really wants to stay. I know that for a fact. He has a house here still. He does? Yes. OBJ, cool dude. Super cool. Super attentive when you're with him. Like, really? when you're with him, he's with you. That's, like, the number one thing that, like, I think is meaningful when you have this, like, these interactions. Like, it's... I, I don't want to be with some pompous asshole like, yeah, I know, you know who I am, and they walk away. Like, when they are attentive to you... Yeah, when when he's with you, he's 100% with you. Love that. But you also have to understand, there's 50 million people trying to get at him every second of every day, of every moment, and you can tell that he's thinking about that, like, fuck, my phone vibrated 400 times in the last two minutes. That's What's crazy. happening? Yeah. Like, it does like it doesn't stop like his mom his friends everyone everyone's constantly trying to get at him so you can see like when you're talking to him like when there's a pause or there's like you know sometimes there's a silent moment yeah. he'll check his phone and but that's normal that's, it, yeah you gotta kinda, expect that with them you, you, you gotta expect think, that with anyone i feel like you kind of think like their only time that they're shut off is when they're on the field playing the right? only, yeah like they're, and, they're doing what's like normal and and sometimes like you can see like they'll leave their phone in the living room when they'll leave stuff just to get like away from it yeah but everyone, like Danny Amendola, cool as fuck ever, bro. I was doing a mural in Atlanta. You sure you're not a Dolphins fan, bro? I'm sure. Fuck. Da- Danny Amendola, <laughs> super cool. Like, I was doing a mural in Atlanta, and he was there for, like, a Super Bowl something. Like, he was there last year during, because there was Super Bowls in Atlanta. His team yeah. wasn't there, but he was asked there. He went there to promote something. He came to help me on my mural. Just That's because fucking he cool, dude. what I do. It was super dope. Everyone is super cool, like, if you can have a real conversation with them, do it. Don't be the person that walks up to them and says, "Can I take a selfie? Can I take a picture?" Can I, I take and, and walks away. I hate that. Well, walk you know, up, walk I mean, it happens to us all the time. Like we're, you know, eating lunch and like, "Oh my god, I heard you guys on the podcast and can yeah. I take a picture with you?" <laughs> you know, uh, oh, funny. Let, let, me just, uh, yeah. let me just tell <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> let me just tell you guys something, everyone listening. If you're going to walk up to someone, first thing you should say is, "Hello." Second thing you should say, how are you doing? Because if they're having a shitty day and you ask them for a picture, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. I think we've gotten away from that as society in general. Yeah, because you just want, everyone wants to show off. Yeah, Instagram. Hey, can I take a selfie? You know, to post it just to show. Again, that, back to your, like, carrot photo, right? You know, you just want to show, yeah. like, who's popular, who's not. Do you want, have you had any encounters with any celebrities that are cocksuckers? Like assholes? Yeah. Yes, I have. Names I will not share. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we didn't expect expect it to. I just wanted to see. Yeah, of course. You have to also understand, just like regular people, there's douchebags and there's nice people. There's douchebags everywhere. I'm going to share a funny story with you. Okay. So, I'm, again, I'm a big rocker, right? So, 
I would this I didn't experience this personally, but I think it was a fucking cool story. Buddy of mine, uh, friends with my my buddy BB that you met, huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you like the Chili Peppers? Love them. Really? Yeah. Great. I see, bro. Good for you, man. Um, so he. This guy will, if they're on tour, he will follow them, their tours to their city. Your friend, BB. His buddy. Okay. Yeah. So when this guy, he's fall. his name is Brian. Okay. He goes and follows them to, I don't know what fucking city. And he, it was in New Orleans. And he's in New Orleans and they're like, hey, they're going to play tomorrow night or whatnot. Let's go to the quarter. And they, they end up going to like this low-key jazz bar. Mm-hmm. Very big, like it's... Low key, but people go there to eat, yeah, and people, it's like people know about it. You have to walk, you have to go there. It's a okay. rite of passage in New Orleans. So he's there, and Brian's got his back to the door, and he's like, "Oh fuck, man, I can't wait for the concert." What are they talking shit? The guy sitting in front of him, I don't know who he is, says, "What would you do if I told you Flea just walked into the room?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Yeah, you're right." He's like, "What would you tell him? Would you suck his dick? Like, what? What the fuck? What, what would you do? What would you tell him?" He's like, oh, "Bro, if I saw him right now, like." Bro, stop fucking around. Like, I would fucking say whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. He turns around, and it's not only Flea. It's fucking the entire band, you know, Chad Smith, everybody sitting at the fucking table, and he's, like, uh, freaking the fuck out. So he literally, um, I think it was Flea or somebody, they, they, they bumped him while they were trying to get through the tables, and he, like, didn't make anything of it. So at the end of the dinner, they were walking out, the Chili Peppers are walking out, and he walks up to them. And he goes, hey, man, uh, I'm a huge fan. I came here to see you. I'm all the way from Miami. Mm-hmm. You mind if I take a photo with you guys? They answered, hey, we really appreciate the love and support, but we're not about that life anymore. Which was odd. Like, when, he t- when I hear the story, I'm like, oh. But then I took it like, dude, these guys have been fucking partying and fucking rocking stadiums. Since the 80s, yeah, bro, right? Years. And so at least they weren't dicks about it, but, the, you know, and it's... You also have to understand something like that is that if they take one photo... Oh, you're done. The whole restaurant's taking a picture. You're fucked. So you, you start to, like, build a wall saying, yo, I love you, I appreciate you, but I'm not taking a picture because if I take yours... I have to take everybody's. I have to take everybody's. And it's no, nothing against you personally... It's against the idea of standing here for an hour and a half and taking 200 photos. Yeah. And you get it. Because when I'm, when I'm with Matt, Matt will take a photo with any fan, anywhere, anytime. This guy, just imagine just Justin Timberlake of France, but bigger than Justin Timberlake. Jesus. Sometimes he was on the train the other day for a two-hour train ride. The whole two hours was photos with people. And then you That's probably exhausting get, too. Imagine being like dating that guy, and right? Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. The craziest thing is he does every photo with a smile. He shakes everyone's hand. He asks everyone how they're doing. Like the nicest guy ever. And I asked him, do you ever get tired of it? He goes, I'm not allowed to because this is a blessing. Wow. And that, that's, that's how a, he is. But That's a pretty imagine, powerful answer. Though. Yeah, but now imagine everyone else. Now imagine Flea and all of them. They've been doing it for 30 years. At some point... They're old, man. But I see that in you. What do you mean? I see that your friend from France, I see that in you, though. But that's because of him. So, but that's that's crazy. Like, you, like, look, bro. Look at you, bro. You're a handsome young buck, you know? Yeah, it, like, 
Yeah. It, you probably get a lot of fucking people coming up to want to take pictures of you knowing who you are and whatnot. How do you like, listen. Yeah. Listen. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's whisper. Between you and me. Yeah. Between, between us three. Between us three and everyone listening. Yeah, everybody <laughs> listening. If a chick comes up to you. Yes. And says, hey. Yes. I fucking love your art. Okay. I love your hair. I love your hair. Uh, they don't know what my hair looks like. Okay. Oh, yeah. Touche. I love the paint on your hands. Okay. I want to feel it against my body. Yeah. Like, have you had, like, any, like, weird encounters with chicks, like, kind of throwing themselves at you or, like, like feeling like they just want to use you just for the fame, like a fame fuck? Um, I don't know if it's a fame fuck or maybe, like, uh, I really like what you do. I really want... Now do me. Kind of. Mm. Has <laughs> <laughs> that been weird, like, that type of fame, like, that you've been, you kind of, like, coming across? It's... It's new. It is. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not. I don't do too well with it. Mm. If that makes sense, like it makes me uncomfortable. Which makes you normal, I guess, right? Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable a little bit. It makes me. Um, it's weird. Like it's just you enjoy it in the moment because you're like, oh damn. And then afterwards, you think about it, you're like, they don't even know what I look like. Mm. Or do you have, do you do you have kids? No, I don't have kids. One day. One day I want I want kids. Really. Want to get married and stuff? I want day? kids like right now. Really? I want I want I wanted a baby for like a year. But you gotta get married, bro. Well, uh, hold on a second. <clears throat> hold on. It's being a bit biased, though. You don't. Well, you know, you don't need to get married to have a baby. <laughs> well, I know. But... Okay, I want a kid without being married. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I want a baby. Like, you want a baby? Pe- everyone around boy me or girl in my circle. If you can pick, I'm crazy. I want a baby. You don't care, boy or girl? I don't care. I'd prefer a boy. I'd love a girl. I want a baby. That's cool. I want a baby. <laughs> okay Let's go pick one up Yeah <laughs> I think that one's Hey so Christmas Any big plans for Christmas? No not really You're no? gonna take some time off Or are you working? Um, so I have a couple Trips I need to do I, I work like 350 days a year I try and work 350 days Where a year Where do you wanna spend Christmas? Uh, with my mom And her sisters And my aunts Still back in LA? Uh, yeah Cool So we, we covered You like sports Right? Um, what's your favorite little fun question? Yeah. F- favorite movie right now? Go. I don't know. Really? Yeah. One fuck. All right. Do you like comedies? Yeah. I I haven't been to the movie theaters in like four years. Okay, no, but that's not the question we're asking. Yeah. Movie that, favorite that, movie. That's what I'm saying. I haven't watched a movie. Are you the type of guy? Through. Like, okay, ready? Yeah. All right. Let me. Let, scenario. Let, scenario. Here we go. Hey, Kai. <laughs> yeah, what's up? So you always play the chick on the podcast, yeah. bro. Uh, I. I want to get a drink. Uh huh. I don't drink. Okay, but I, I do. I don't, soda. I don't spend money. But I do. Soda. It's and I'll get you a sprite. Too much sugar. I don't drink sugar. Okay. A I'll spritz of club nice. soda with a lime. Let me tell you how it goes. All right, all right let's go. Thank you. Right. Jesus, Mary. Hey, Kai. What are you doing tonight? I'm working. What time are you going to be off? I don't know yet. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know yet. A couple hours later. Kai, what are you doing? I'm still at work. How much longer? I don't think that much longer. A couple hours go by. Are you awake? Yes. What are you doing? I'm still at work. And, and, then, and then it's, never mind. <laughs> Damn it. Women. Damn it. Um, I also have to understand, like... But where would you go on a date? Like, if you, if you, you were going to... If you are going to court me... Yeah. 
Right. But I'm a, I'm obviously a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Where would you court? Yeah, me with the face only a mother can love. Yeah, look at you. That's fucking if bullshit. Could, I'm beautiful. Like, where am I in the world? Yeah. I, well, oh, let's you know say what? Miami, the no. Five. No. Absolutely not. We're gonna take you to the, the most romantic city in the world, Paris. Okay. Paris is my favorite place in the world. I would take you to La Seine, which is like a, a river that runs through Paris. You buy like a bottle of wine oh at like God. a supermarket, and you go sit by the river. Hold on, let me take my pants yeah, off. <laughs> and you sit on by the river. Is that a, is that a banana in the summer? In your pants? That's funny. <laughs> usually in the summer, there's thousands of people too because the weather's good, and everyone's sitting on like on the edge of the river. And you drink like a glass of wine and you talk. And if you're really like feeling yourself, you stop at like a little boulangerie, which is like a bakery. You buy Say that again. Boulangerie. Oh my God. God. And you buy like a little baguette and you just sit there. I feel like and my then, IQ just went up. And then when you're done, because when you're done, you just like wander. Because Paris. Yeah, at you just night, walk. I yeah. did that with my wife. You Paris at night is like. It's fantastic. And everybody's super nice. And I was super worried when I went there. Like, I was, everyone was like, oh, there's people fucking throwing muriatic acid on you no, and all bro, this shit. That's just I fucking, true. first thing I went to, I went to the hotel. I, I armed myself with a ballpoint pen and I walked the fucking city. Bro, you walked the city. It was a good city, time. You walked the city and you, the lights are all like this. City of weird. lights, right? Isn't that the nickname? Yeah, but all the light, all the street lights are like yellow. Like you drive in America and they're like LED white ugly shit. Like these are like low lit yellow lights and the 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 little little streets are tiny and this everything's so pretty and well done and you just wander and you talk about life. And, and, and I, I think that city does do that to you because so my wife and I fucked up story about Paris. Check this shit out. It was um, Bastille. Bastille, yeah. Bastille. Thank you. Say it like uh, he does. Bastille. Uh, so we were there and my wife's birthday is July 15th. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the so, so national. So I'm fucking up front of the fucking tower. It's fucking cool. And of course the fucking uh, fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was to the tens. It was beautiful. Yeah. But I managed to sit down with, you know, everybody's sitting down. Everybody fucking smokes in Paris, by Cigarettes, the way. Yeah, tons. So I'm sitting down and I managed to sit down to another couple from the States, from Chicago. A teacher, two, both of them teachers. So they they drink a beer there. I think it's like 1925 or whatever it's yeah, called. Whatever, 1825. Yeah. It's a huge beer. So I went to this little market and I got the beer. Bro, they tried pickpocketing me in this fucking market. It was fucked up. Okay, but Paris, that's their people say it's there's a reputation for pickpocketing. There's a reputation for this. New York has the same thing. Anywhere where there's money and people on foot and walking and all of that, there's going to be people pickpocketing. It's just the way it is. I don't blame Paris. No, I don't. It's like if you come to Miami and your fucking car gets broken into, like I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying. I came to Miami and got detained. (laughs) We gotta bring that up again. (laughs) Do you um any 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 spots here in Miami that you liked that that you visited so far? So there's this place called Plant Food and something. It's like a little spot in Wynwood. Um, you gotta food, leave Winwood, bro. The, the food is whatever. It's like paleo raw vegan, so it's like even for me, it's like mm. too much. But their little area is so nice. It's so relaxing. It's so pretty. Um, I don't know Miami that well. All I do here is work. I like Zach the Baker. That's mm. like my favorite spot to eat, and um, that's about it. Did you, uh, the, the place that you went to, you said you were vegan and you went to get a smoothie and it was like a fucking pound of sugar. Hey, yeah. those are my Cuban people that they always want to make something a little sweeter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And they <laughs> want to give you diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, another fun question. Three hottest chicks right now in the world. Margot Robbie. Oh, love her. oh that's a good one. Margot Robbie. Rihanna. Okay, I like that. And let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, um, we got Margot. Margot. Rihanna. Rihanna. And and uh, I have a third one. Give me. I just did this the other day. Margot Robbie. Rihanna. Selena Gomez. No. <laughs> I'm not a... Fit. The girl no. from The Notebook. The girl from... No, bro. I, no. Yeah, I like Blake Lively. She's Brian. Oh, Ryan. Blake Lively. Yeah, but yeah, but there's a brunette. I like. I just can't remember her name. Let's think of. Oh, one. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. All Jessica right. Alba. So Jessica Alba, Rihanna, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Marry one, fuck one, kill one. Go. I'm marrying. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mister, I'm not getting married. Let's go. I I want to get married eventually. Okay. I just want to have a kid first. All right. So who are we marrying? Um. I'm marrying Margot Robbie. Okay, good. good. Ooh, I know. Hair gets tough. You can, you, can, you can go back, and if you need to swap some out, you can. <laughs> yeah, bro. You can, can you put someone ugly back in my life? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, if I kill them, does all their work that they did before disappear? No. No, no, absolutely not. They become legends. They, they become, become legends? legends? Because Kai just kills them. Kai. Oh, I think I'd fuck Alba and kill Rihanna. I, but Rihanna would be the best sex of your life. You think? Yeah, oh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rihanna. Isn't, isn't Rihanna the one with uh, the ath? Uh, no, that's Sierra. That's with Russell Wilson. Yeah, no, Rihanna's the one that got beat up by Chris Brown. Oh fuck! Wow. That's the one that has a song with Drake. Come on, bro. No, she doesn't have a song with Drake. Rihanna, uh, you want me to play it? A song with Drake. I think you yeah. said a son. No, no, no. A song, a song. Oh. Sorry, my Cuban accent comes into play yeah. sometimes. It's okay, man. We, you know, yeah. we're Cuba. Uh, I don't know. I would fuck Rihanna and kill Jessica Alba. Oh. I disagree. That's exactly my, that's what I said. But Jessica Alba's getting older, but so is Rihanna. Who has a better body today? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in love with them all. You know, <laughs> actually... I think I I like like I'm still a fan of Angelina Jolie. Oh, me too, but not anymore. Did like, you see her last movie? Be, no, I didn't. I don't watch oh, it. Oh, that's right. You don't. Uh, I wish. I, okay, can I tell you what happens when I turn on a movie? Well, you fall asleep <laughs> instantly. Yeah, but do, maybe yeah, you have sleep. Do you have sleep Maybe you have sleep apnea. What's no? You just fall asleep everywhere. Yeah. Well, no. That's. Uh, do you I'm snore? Way, no, I don't snore. Oh. I okay. I used to snore. You lost all the weight. And then I stopped snoring with the vegan stuff. I'm going vegan. Good for you. I'm going to go vegan too. Do you eat pizza? Uh, cauliflower pizza? Cauliflower crust pizza. Is it good? Bomb. Really? Yeah, I, I recommend it for everyone. Oh, so when I go back up to LA, we're going to go get Do you one. dabble? You can go here. Do you dabble oh, with anything CPK. that has to do with meat? Uh, I only eat my mom's fried chicken. That's it. So you're not a vegan. You eat fish? When you're uh, not vegan, you, you do fish? Uh, only seared, grilled ahi tuna. Oh, so good. So, oh so good. <laughs> well, bro... I think we've covered it all. That's it? No, bro. You want to keep going? You got questions for me? Yeah, I got questions All right, for let's me. go. Let me hit, hit me. Fuck, Mary kill. Three celebrities. I'm just Ooh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your team, though, for the football or for the NFL? Who's my team for the NFL this year or in general? In general. Who are you a fan of? 
I'm not a fan of anybody. I have too many friends in the NFL. I love okay. them all. Okay. <laughs> so this year. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, this year, Ravens or Patriots? <laughs> he did not just say Patriots. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Because, I mean, Yo, you I, I'm, I'm mixed, I'm I'm mixed about it, though. I'm friends with Gronk. I'm friends with Edelman. Amadola played on the Patriots. Well, Brady's, they're talking about Brady leaving. He's probably going to go to the Broncos. He's not going nowhere. He's Brady's a goat. Brady is he is the, the best goal. quarterback that's ever touched the ball. Can we agree on that? He is the best at listening to the coach. Listening, which, to, I feel like he makes, runs the team, which makes him a good coach. Makes okay, everybody. Football is not like any other sport. Football, every play is designed. Every snap has a an intended target. Every movement is perfectly thought through and designed by coaches, right? So if you listen to the coaches who have studied and practiced and thought everything through, it's literally a game of chess and you're a pawn. If you do what they say, you're going to win. What happens is a lot of other quarterbacks don't have the patience or are too scared to get hit or want to show off and they do something stupid and then you lose the ball. The game of football is hold on to the ball for as long as you can and you'll win. Yeah. That's it. Slow and easy first downs. That's how you win the game. You don't need to go down the field. Tom Brady is the smartest person he knows. I just need to get to first. And then once I get to first, I need to get to first again. First, first, first. And eventually the field runs out and you scored a touchdown. So he 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 kills the clock. He kills the clock. With the time of possession. Yeah, time of you. possession. He knows he needs to get a first down. He knows that with 10 first downs, he has a touchdown. And he plays the game the right way. Everyone's like, I'm going to go long. I'm going to try and trick pass. I'm going to try a trick run. I'm going to try. Bullshit. That shit doesn't work. You never got anywhere good by taking a shortcut. What's your favorite soccer team? Today or in, in, in general? I know you have a lot of soccer friends probably Barcelona as well. and Arsenal, my two favorite teams. How do you feel about time. the whole United States with the... Um, MLS? Yeah. I think it's going to come up. It's, on, it's, it's been coming up. It's been doing Miami's doing a huge, a huge stadium yeah, here Miami's in Mel Reese. Yeah. David Beckham invested in yeah, it. Yeah, he did. My, uh, my stepfather just met him. That's awesome. He, and he, actually, a very short guy. They say he wasn't that tall. David Beckham's not that tall. And super... Uh, so my stepfather's the one who got me into music and stuff. He played... I don't know if you ever remember the band uh, Matchbox 20. Mm-hmm. He grew up with the bass player, Brian Yale, here That's at Core awesome. Gables. I love yeah. Matchbox 20. Yeah, pretty cool. So my, my stepfather's the one that got me into music and stuff. I'm listening to Matchbox 20 on the whole car ride home. There again. you go, bro. <laughs> I love that shit. No, you're going to listen to the Hangout Hour. Uh, so... We um, he he just met uh, David Beckham, and mm-hmm. he said that David Beckham walked up to everybody in the production and said hello, and said hello, and then he was my stepfather was just out in the back watching. He made eye contact with David, and David Beckham broke the crowd and went up to my stepfather and said, "Hey, man, thanks for everything you did here today." Okay, so that is amazing. I love that, and and I heard the same thing about Brad Pitt, and I've heard the same thing about a couple of other people. And I try and do that. I try really hard to do that. And I think it's so important to be appreciative and to acknowledge everyone in the room because everyone is important and there's a reason that you're in that room. Yeah. No matter where you go, even if I go order a coffee somewhere, hello, how are you doing? Manners. Your day? Not only manners, like this is a person. Not everyone wants to sit behind a counter and ring people up all day. Yeah. Change their day a little bit. Don't say, I want a black iced coffee or yeah. venti, what up? Like, you good today? Yeah. You you okay? Everything good? You want to hear what I did today? Like, take five <laughs> seconds and talk to them. I always hit them now, especially this time of year. Like, uh, a lady the other day, I'm not going to say the establishment I was going to eat because I don't want to be judged. Um, but 
I said happy holidays. And she's like, you're the first person to say happy holidays to me. That's Which awesome. is fucked up. That's fucked up, but it's, it's awesome up. that you did it. Like, everyone goes through the same day and routine as you. Why not cheer them up? Yeah. Or why not take a And you don't know what's going on with that person. Yeah, and you, it might not mean shit to them, and it might mean the world to them. So if it doesn't mean shit, what did you lose? 15 seconds? Yeah. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, you spend more time watching Netflix and doing nothing. Yeah. And if it means the world to them, then you changed their day and you made them happy. And that's the goal at the end of the day is to make as many people as you can happy. Do you think LA has nicer people than uh, Miami? Depends who you who you roll with. I think so. I think Miami people fucking. Why? Well, I, I've I've met a lot of people in Miami that are nice to me. It's are actually, they from Miami? Yes. It's funny because I was with my assistant slash friend Ray. We were ordering food at this place called Pura Vida, and I walked in. You hear Miami? Yeah, here in Miami. In the design district. And I walked in to get food. And the lady at the register waved at me and said, oh, my God. Hi. How are you? I said, I'm doing great. How about yourself? But I, I was still two or three people away from my turn. And my, Ray looks at me and he goes, how do you do that? How is it that everywhere we go, you know somebody? I was like, it's simple. The first time I came here, when it was my turn at the register, before I ordered, I said, hi. And she said, Hello. And I said, how are you today? And she said, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I said, I'm doing great. I'm a little hungry, actually. That's why I'm here. And she said, I recommend this. And then I ordered food. And then she remembered me because I took a second to acknowledge that she's a person and has feelings. And then she remembered me because I cared about her. And I remembered her because I spoke to her. Yeah. And now we know each other. And now there's three people ahead of me in line. And what does she do? She whispers to her coworker, my order and magically and appears magically, first. when I get <laughs> to the head of the front of the line, my food's already ready. And he, my friend was like, this is crazy, bro. No, you, that's when you turn to him and say, no, I'm Kai. No. <laughs> I told, I turned to him and said, if you took a second instead of saying, hi, I want this to eat. Or get your head out of your phone. Yeah. Because everybody's head's in their phone. Then, well, that would be, yeah, everybody's yeah. like this now, huh? And people, and people really, really appreciate when you like, just show them a good day. Like I have a thing. This is weird. I have like, I love people or I love women who take care of their nails. That's a thing. Ooh, I like this. I think. What about what about toes? uh, I don't care. I like that that the nails is like. So if Margot Robbie comes up to you and she has all decrepit toes, that's not a turn off to you. I don't know. I probably wouldn't look at her toes first. Like I think that every. Danny. When you get in the game. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) When you meet someone, you look at three things: male or female, hands, eyes, and lips. First thing, hands, because you're going to shake their hand or say hello to them. So you look at their hands. You look at their eyes to make sure that you guys the are... Eye contact. Eye contact. And their lips to see what they're going to say. Because there's always an exchange of words. Yeah. Or there's a little kiss. Oh, okay. yeah. Bonjour. 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 Cuban, Cubans do three or one? No, Cubans, no, one. we're fucked up. Because like I come up, yo, what's up, bro? And we come like this. I come in, we hug, we do like yeah. a thing. I kiss. We Guys, like... I, I know they do that in Europe a yeah, lot, but like here, the Hispanic, yeah. like all my uh, buddies, I, I give them a kiss. Yeah. You'll, you'll know when two Cubans are, or Latins, mm-hmm. are real good with each other if you see two males like kiss. Either they're family or they're really, really, really good yeah. friends. But like French people, no matter what, when you say hello, you kiss. Twice or three times? Both sides, twice. Both three sides times? Three times you're already saying something yeah. else. <laughs> um, but There's so, people that do three times. Which ones are the ones that do three? I don't remember. But I know that we do two. French people do two. I with... My Mexican side of the family, we do one. 
whatever. So the, you're going to acknowledge those three things, right? So if, I know that, let's say I'm at a register and I saw I see a girl working at the register and she has nice nails and she took the time to make her nails nice. I'm going to say something. Why not? Yeah. She put in money, time, hey, nice nails. And it's going to make her happy because she spent the money. She spent the two hours at the nail salon doing it. Nobody fucking probably noticed. And you say, hey, hi, how are you? I love your nails. You made her day. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Even if they're ugly. Who gives yeah, a absolutely, fuck? Absolutely. Well, you know, well, all girls that, you know, take the time <clears throat> to do their nails. Or their hair. Or their hair. Or whatever. They're all, you know, and but they all don't the need guys to... who take the time to line up their beard perfectly. Oh, look and at me, their hair. I look and... like the fucking Geico yeah, caveman. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone everyone puts in time to certain things. Why not just acknowledge it and I say, hey. No, you look good, bro. Get you look good. Well, I had a lot of fun. Did you? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. We can do this again anytime. Absolutely. Don't. Don't tease us with we'll a good time. We'll pack this shit up and go to LA. We're going to do a podcast in LA. Let's do LA. I'll fucking do I don't LA. I give a shit. You know how I am. Yeah, man. Um, so once again, I want to thank you so much. Thank you, man. This was a lot of fun. This it, is a perfect way to like not kill Art Basel and Art Basel. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And you know, it, it was a good time here. We, we're, we're trying. Again, we're working <clears throat> to get b- bigger and better, you know, but uh, it was definitely awesome having you here in town, A. Mm-hmm. B, the work you've done, mm-hmm. and C, coming over and, and giving us the time to come and, and talk shit for a couple hours. Of course, we didn't talk shit any day. Absolutely. You want to talk shit? Yeah, I don't want to talk shit. You want to talk a little shit? Yeah. So what are you going to do about the Dolphins? Fuck, bro. Nah, Why do you care so much? I Because I'm a Why? fucking what? season ticket holder. So what? And do you, I have a question. Do you own stock in the team? No. I fucking buy season tickets, so guys. So you spend money, you could, yes. and then you get upset when they lose. Correct. They're raping I, you twice. Correct. I uh, want them to win. So you're an idiot. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. That's no, no, not a little bit. A, a lot of it. Okay. But like I... At least you acknowledge. I know people who like, are like diehard fans and they're like, oh no, that's the way it's supposed to be. No, what dude. What's wrong with you? Like, no, it's not supposed to be that way. But the Dolphins, like, listen... You should the, not care no, that much about anything that doesn't love you back or doesn't make you money. You're Fact. right. Fact. Fact. But I'm stupid and I like... Like the I'm I'm a, I'm a hometown team, so okay. I, I, I'm not like these motherfuckers that like are fair weather fans or whatever. I struggle with the team, you know. I've been I grew up on the Dolphins. I it's like Sunday is I go to church and then I go either watch the Dolphins at the stadium or I'm watching it somewhere at okay, someone's house. I have a question: What happens but, if you miss a game? I sell the tickets. Do you get sick? Do you die? No, that's my so. point. So why do you care? But it's, but it's like I I, I like. Why like do you care? Team. Like, why do you like? I love sports. Like, every day at the but end of the day, every day at the end of the day, I get on my stationary bicycle. I know I'm a little grandpa for that, whatever. And I watch. Is it a Peloton? No, it's like a or one of those like hundred dollar one. Oh, okay. Like bought it at Big Five. Like, <laughs> uh, I get on my little bicycle. I turn on YouTube and I watch all the highlights while I ride the bike for every single sport for every single team. I love. The sport, but I, I like suffering with team. the team. You Why? suffer. It's the it's the anxiety of like watching a thriller movie, but right? There's, like, there's an anxiety. I like certain players, like LeBron. When LeBron loses, I feel bad. Or Jimmy LeBron. Butler, or like there's certain players. Oh, I you really, like Jimmy Butler? I love Jimmy Butler. Also, oh, are you are you a Miami Heat fan? No, I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, you know what? Hold on a second, because I, I agree with him. Because as I've grown older, my dad is a diehard. Like, I like I, he's broken TVs. Yeah. 
you know? Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's he he he's that intense about it. But as I've gotten older, I've, I think I've <clears throat> I've learned to love sports in general. Mm-hmm. Like I can sit down and I think you were the one that was asking me, "Can you watch soccer?" I said, "Yeah, I don't know what I'm not going for anybody." I'll go for a team or a player. Like if I'm watching a game and it's like Bayern Munich versus Inter Milan, like I know I prefer Bayern Munich. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, Bayern Munich should win. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, Inter Milan scored. Fuck. Ah. No, I'm going to be like, yo, that shit was dope. Did you see that header or did you see that? For, like, yeah. whatever. You're a span, you're, you're more so he's a, a fan he's a of the sports sport. Fan. The sport. I'm yeah, an actual I'm, sports fan. You're a delusional person that correct. Of with the dolphin, of a jersey. Which is perfect. <laughs> which is perfect. perfectly said. Yeah, I am yeah. a delusional dolphin fan. I fucking... And, you like, think, and, and you I'll think, cheer the other team. Like, and if you it's a think Super they're going to get better. And like, they're going to get better. Where is the proof? When have they gotten better? Next year. Yeah. That's what us Miami <laughs> Dolphins fans say. I have a question. Next year. In the last five years, when have they gotten better? No. Next year. Next year. Every year is next year. But they're doing good this year. If you bought a stock, right? You put a hundred thousand dollars. Like you saved up for five years. You have a hundred thousand dollars, and you bought a stock called WWT, whatever. And for five years, the stock does bad. Then the second year, it does bad. And the third year, it does bad. No, and the fourth year, it does bad. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible investor. And then the fourth year, it does bad. And the fifth year, it does bad. When do you pull out before you lose it all? Well, rule number one. Yeah. Never pull out. <laughs> no, rule but, number one. Always pull out. Uh, no, I, I get you what you're out? saying. When you I, pull out? When, I, you say, when you say enough is enough. Enough is enough, but I'm a but, fan. But I'm that, a fan. And then you can say, instead of liking WWT stock, I'm going to like the stock market. I'm going to put a little bit with this stock, a little bit with stock B, a little bit with stock C. Well, I'm I do that because I play fantasy football. So I, like, I follow. I follow. You follow, but you don't enjoy. Well, no, I want my team to win because I got money in fantasy. But the Dolphins are the do- – like, look, it, it's it, – the Dolphins to me is like my do- – me and my wife. One of the selling my wi- points – My wife and I. Thank you. My wife and I. Uh, she was a diehard Dolphin fan when I met her. And now so, is she a diehard Dolphin fan? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We yeah, these, her- this is the people that dress up like – Oh, they both dress up? When yeah. D, when D the- comes to watch the game, he, like in his underwear, he's like, look, I brought out the underwears and the socks and uh, – I'm in. I'm in. I'm and in. he sits on his couch. I'm in and I'm, I'm there and my, do- my daughter's there. Everybody's dressed up, even the dog. My daughter's five years old, and she tells me, Bobby, the dolphins are no good. I'm like, don't you say that. That's <laughs> you know? hilarious. I guess I guess you made it more of a, like a family. Thing. Yeah. It, so it, it, it's, I'm it's, connect- it's a sentimental yeah. thing yeah, for yeah, your absolutely. family. It's a little different. But like, there's people who by themselves are obsessed with the team, and it drives me crazy. Because you don't own the team, you don't own stock, you don't make anything from it. They don't love you. They don't know. Yeah, your you're name. right. They don't know your name. They don't care if you're there. If you don't. win, if you win the game Sunday, you still have that fucking business meeting that uh, you didn't want to deal with on Monday. Monday you know yeah. what I'm saying? It changes if, nothing. If they win the championship, you're still fucked. You still gotta go to work on Monday. Still gotta go to work. Still fucked. So that's my point. It's like they don't care. Like, yeah, they do care about you because they want you to be entertained, but they don't give a fuck about you. Well said. I beg to differ. They know exactly who I am. Danny has this illusion I in his head that the Dolphins I, I'm like the, love him. I'm the GM. Like, I'm like the GM they don't know they have. Really? So why yeah. so why'd you get rid of Jarvis Landry? I didn't get rid of Jarvis why, Landry. Why didn't you offer him there the was max a, contract? There was an issue in why the office. Why didn't you offer him the max contract? There was I was issue. in the room with Jarvis. There was an issue. Danny, why didn't you offer him the max contract? <laughs> why didn't you put they, in the call? Why didn't you issue, do was, it? My secretary got fired because she didn't fucking send it so over. You're the GM. Why didn't you make the call yourself? <laughs> Fuck, bro. Well, you know, my phone, I guess there was something wrong with my phone. See, what happens when my phone is after the that's my point it's like they don't love you <sighs> but i love them it's i'm a masochist 
But anyways, uh, I, I just want to say one thing. Uh, I've known D now. D and my brother grew up together, so they've known each other a lot longer. I've known D now for what twelve years, mm-hmm. and he's the one that introduced me to this mm-hmm. world of street art and stuff like that. So, um, and I always had this perception. And I'm not blowing. I'm not one to blow smoke up anybody's ass. I hate this. I hate that. But I gotta say on my part, man. Meeting you and you don't need. To, you, I'm, I'm thank you. That's enough. You, you changed. Enough no, no. I'm being serious. You you I changed know, my my the way I think about it and. The way I see it, I really and it's it. it's, it's pretty cool, man. Thank Keep you. on doing what you're doing because you, you're doing good. When do you fly out? Um, I fly out on the 16th, I believe, but I'm going to a friend's wedding before. So, like, I my flight from Miami, I leave Miami to go to a wedding, then I come back to Miami, and then I go home. Mm. Well, maybe we'll catch up again one more time. Yeah, of course. Hopefully. Yeah, I would love to. We have a little, so we have a tradition here, yeah. all right? So, we're to everybody that's listening, um, today was a little longer, but definitely more entertaining than the last. Um, Who was the last one? Sorry, I didn't. No, you're, no, you're, you're the first you're one. You're our first, you're the first guy. Oh. The, uh, the other three are just, like I said, guys, like we, yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been feeling this out. That's awesome. So we definitely appreciate this. You know, we, we, you. We, we have a band coming in probably this month. We're going to talk to them hopefully next Uh it's a local band called Sumo. That's awesome. Um, they're a really cool, really cool band. Um, check them out. I'll, I'll, I'll tag you on them. They're a local band in yes, Miami. Send me some of the music. But definitely, I want to thank everybody today for listening. Thank, thank you, Kai, and your entourage. Quick question. Another quick. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Is it being the person that you are and and building? Is it hard to pick your little entourage of people that you work with that you can trust? Um, yes and no. They kind of pick you over time. Like, the real ones stick it through. Because, like I said, like, I'm always working. I'm always, always, always working. So, the time to have fun is very slim to none. So, if you have the right people around you, you're always having fun. Yeah, but not only that, like, the fact that they can, like, give up. Like, a lot of... I had a, my my whole team come for our Basel. I think they had one fun night where they could just have fun. The other... 10 nights that we've been here, we've been working. So for you to stick through that and kind of say, like, I'm at Art Basel. There's 50,000 events going on. I could be anywhere right now, and I'm sitting here with you working or installing a show. And you can do that year in and year out and year in and year out and still do it is the reason you're still around. It's not because there's no other reason. Like, you stuck it out more than I stuck it out. Like, you could put up with my my um my crazy work ethic yeah they're your road dogs bro. yeah they That's grind it. it out with you and yeah that was you, and the people who grind it out with you stick around for as long as they can put up with it yeah those are the important ones right mm-hmm. so yeah man that it a from the bottom of our heart i really appreciate thank you, you so much for for coming in for talking to us i know you've it's been hectic for you uh, definitely, it's not gonna be the last time we see you here. I hope. I hope not. No. Uh, oh, one thing we need to ask you: yeah. Can you please follow us? Yeah. Can you please follow us? That is the funniest question. This is my answer to most people. It's if you know me, why do you need me to follow you? Uh, because I want you to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> why though? Well, because come on, I want you to. You were on our show. I want you to follow. I, I want you to follow. Why? 
You know me personally. This is like the anti. It's against everything. This I is like you, we've reached a quintessential point. Yeah, yeah, like you don't need me to follow you. Like, what am I gonna get out of following you? I can text you. I can text you. Oh, look! Look, we got the peanut gallery. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I can text you and say, "Hey, how you doing today?" You can send me a picture of your daughter's art. You can send me a picture of you doing whatever. Like, you have my direct form of contact. Mm-hmm. Why do you need me to follow you? Everyone I follow usually either works with me or is someone I'm working with at the time. Mm. Okay. okay, so I got your telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> you. It's, uh, have you heard the Frank Ocean skit about Facebook? No. Okay, let's play that really quick. Frank Ocean's? Frank Ocean Facebook. This little skit that you're going to listen to, it's on Frank Ocean's album. Okay. And... What I was just trying to explain, like, you don't need me to follow you. Like, you have my cell phone number. Mm-hmm. You can text me. You can, if you need a, to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me. If you want to tell me something exciting that happened in your day, you can send me a picture. You can tell me, hey, look what happened today. I did this. Well, now you're fucked because I'm going to, like, you can text me whenever I'm gonna the send fuck you, text. you want. You should, like, hey. you should see what my dad texts me. My dad texts me. But gifts, that's your dad, though. But my dad, okay, <laughs> my dad will text me 40,000 gifts a day. Like those little, like little moving, yeah. Just to annoy me, just to drive me <laughs> fucking crazy. Another one, another one, another one, another one, another. And he'll he'll ask me, "What did you think about the last twenty I just sent you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you serious?" And that's what it, like that's more valuable to me, yeah, than anything else. Than anything else. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Like, who else is watching that? Who else is judging that? Like, what, you need someone that doesn't know us or that knows you and doesn't believe you can reach me? Like, FaceTime me in front of them, fucker. Like, here, FaceTime me. I would text you first. Like, hey. Hey, can I FaceTime you? Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Are you busy? That's my typical everything. (laughs) That's my typical text to everybody. Like, if I needed to get a hold of you, I won't call you. I'll text you first. Yeah. Hey, can you talk? Are you busy? Yeah. Okay, let's talk. Okay. Yeah. That's my point. It's like, the social media is so full of shit. It's crazy. It's so crazy. All right, then. Are you ready for this skit? Let's do it. It's a, it's an interlude. It's an interlude? Yeah. Hold on. We got to do something. Finally. It's about time. Beer 30. Beer 30. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. No, I was just telling ah, that I got this, this girl before, and I uh, was together since three years, and uh, I was not even cheating her or what, and Facebook arrived, and... Uh, she wanted me to accept her on Facebook and I don't want it because I was like in front of her, in front of her and she told me like accept me on Facebook this was virtual means no sense so I said I'm in front of you I don't need to accept you on Facebook she started to be crazy she thought that because I didn't accept her she thought I was cheating she told me, like, uh, it, uh, it's over, yeah, I can't believe you. It, uh, I said, come on, you're crazy. Tell her, like, uh, I'm in front of you, I'm every day here in your house. But it means, like, it's jealousy, pure jealousy for nothing, you know, virtual thing. That's how I feel about social media. That, uh, yeah, I get it. Oh, Danny's well, butthurt. You, you think one day... Danny's, I'm not Danny, gonna Danny thinks you're cheating on him. <laughs> Danny <laughs> thinks you're cheating on him. You're cheating on me, bro. I'm your, only, I'm, I'm your only Miami Cuban you can have. That's fair. <laughs> That's okay. That's my point. It's like, 
I understand. Well, I guess I'm. I I got. We're we're all in this generation now sucked into this whole social media thing, yeah. and especially one hundred percent. But in the arts. And in in trying to build something, that's the platform right now that you need to... And I have a question. What did I do today when I told you I was coming to the podcast? You came to the podcast. And before that? You were working. And before that? You were sleeping. I let everyone know I was coming to the podcast. And you didn't even ask me to. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, no, I'm saying you didn't. No, you did. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, you didn't. I didn't ask me. You didn't ask me, Correct. and I did it. Why? Can't. Because I support the art, and I support what you're doing, and I said, hey, everyone, this is where I'm going to be, and this is what's important to me. Or later today, you're so you're, Danny. You're such an asshole, bro. <laughs> I suck. No, and, and later today, I had a, an amazing art basil. I had crazy shows, crazy events, like sold out a print, sold out a whole collection with Adidas. Like it's been crazy. And then I made sure I thanked everyone because I'm really grateful for everything that's happened to me. I'm really grateful for every little moment, every person who drove in traffic, every person who stood in line, every like. It means the world to me. I stood outside of my own event and I thanked everyone in line that was waiting outside because I felt bad that they were waiting outside. Like, that bothered me. And then I took that moment to shine, put shine on two other people that are also trying to make it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Who's I, that, us? You guys, but also... There's an artist... Danny, bro. There's an artist named Jazz who just released a print with Gronk. I said, hey, guys. And I personally bought a print and I said... Guys, I've had a crazy day. I've had a crazy weekend. Uh, you guys supported me. I just want to let you know I support other people. This is someone I'm supporting. I just bought a print. And if you want one, go get one. And then I supported my filmmaker, KDNA. And I said, look, she's making hoodies. I have a hoodie. If you want one, I support this person. Go support this person too. I, I'm always out there. I'm always trying to build the creatives and build everyone up. A follow doesn't change anything. Now, if... If you're going to cry because I won't do it, I'll do it. But it's like you don't need it. I want you to realize that you don't need it. Like if I follow you right now and I don't follow you right now, you're not going to be – like you'll be happy for 15 minutes. And then if I unfollow you five minutes after I walk out of this house, you're not going to even notice. I'm going to send you a hate text. All right. That's all I'm going to do. All right. I'm not even looking at you right now. My eyes are away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you want me to follow you. Uh, probably not. <laughs> You'd be probably. like, damn, I can't post Fuck. this right now. Yeah, I can't. But no, man. Um, You're like, I don't want him to know I do that. <laughs> no, you, you'll get those texts at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Perfect. Hey, look what the fuck I'm doing. Perfect. 3 o'clock in the morning for you is 12 o'clock for me. Perfect. Which fucks me up too. That time, that time. It's a, difference. It's such dude. a little difference, but it's such a major difference. It's the worst plane ride, by the way, from here to LA. What I like this plane, that plane ride better than from LA to here. Yeah, from LA, LA back is horrible. Oh dude. my goodness. Yeah, it's, worst. it's terrible. I, here to LA is nothing. I don't know. Time, I just fucking hate planes. Time change like, is better going anxiety. that way than it is coming back. It's, it's horrible. Ugh. Ugh. But, Ugh. um. Let's try to do this again. We thank you so much for coming. <laughs> um, you you are definitely a pioneer. Thank you. I appreciate in, it. In what you're doing. Um, you definitely have two fans here, plus thank the you. other ones that we brought. Anytime we can go ahead and promote Kai's art, thank we you. are on our Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, why don't you plug Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, what else you no, got? No, you know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 lie, I lie because I'm terrible at all that shit. All we have is 
on Insta- we don't even have- do we have a Twitter? Yeah, we have a Twitter. Oh, I don't even know I how to use any head shit. I have Facebook. I don't Can use I tell Facebook. Tell you the truth: the Go only ahead. time I'm really on social media is two two times a day. One when I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, me too. Like, you, if you're like, my it eases really, your shit. If you're a good no, friend no. of mine, I will send you a bunch of memes when I'm on the bathroom. Like a bunch. Like, like, because. Well, so if you you're a good friend we, with me, you know what I do? Eight, if we I just turn around and I take the, the picture morning, of the Mahomes. Kai's on the I toilet. I just put it in the toilet. <laughs> oh, Kai's, hey, guys, Kai's, Kai's going kakita. We know it because he's sending us eight memes. Hold yep, on, this yep, is a funny one. Yep, that's what people literally would be like, are you in the bathroom? I'm like, mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have time to be on my phone. And then if I'm on the bike and the whatever highlights I'm watching are trash, I'll get on social media. Just to, like, make my bike ride quicker. How long do you bike ride for? Minimum 30, 30 minutes. That's good. I, I do it too every day. Yeah, me too. <coughs> Danny. Bullshit. Anyways. But uh, you brought you brought some people here with you today. They, uh, also, uh, your, your friends. Um, you guys have been artists. You know, we're here to support you guys. Anything. You have a home here in the 305. Thank you. Um, to everybody that's listening Please support my boy uh, Kai. Can we end this already? I gotta go. So I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just what kidding. What a son of a. <laughs> so, Check him out at Kai Art. At Kai Art and on Instagram. At- What's your Instagram? KDNA. KD. Come on now. KDNA Film. KDNA Film. She's worked with me for over seven years, and I'm proud of her. And she's finally gonna go do her own thing. So go support her. Go Big things her coming. Love. Big things coming. Yeah. All right. All right. So KDNA, so you do all that production stuff? Awesome. Awesome. We need a production person. Yeah, we need to. Just saying. We got applications. All right. Let's end this. But definitely, uh, guys, thank you for listening today. And like always, boys and girls, stay sexy, Miami. Thank you, guys. What's my my outro song? I'm really. Oh, you can't. There it is, baby. I love this. Bye 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 b